showtime. Bam, we're live. <laughs> Got you three minutes. Bam. Three minutes of playtime. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up that sock. What design is on that thing? Is that your, is that one of your oh, like goldfish? Just baller shit, dude. Just some baller shit. Just, I don't know. just got the Swedish off. flag. Damn. A, a thin wool. Let what me show you something. This? Danish. This is how you know a man doesn't care about his well-being. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I own 12 homes in the Hamptons, but I got holes in my socks. Exactly. What's up, Sousa? Oh, that's really hard. That was too hard than it should have been to put my sock back on. What's going on? It's only my third show of the day. Oh, man. That's why he seems all serious. Blazered up. Where's Kate? I'm here to pimp tonight, playa. I'm here to pimp. (laughs) I'm 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 here to talk Kate up. Kate, let's go to the bar, girl. Barbell jobs, baby. Oh, no, I um I knew it was just me and you alone, Hobart, and I thought, you know what? I lit a candle behind me. Actually, my wife asked me. She, we have she has a candle in her office. She said, "Do me to light it to set the mood." Wow, wow. She obviously doesn't want to listen to the show. <laughs> this is a wham bam. Thank you, ma'am. See you later. Oh, bye, Souza. Souza hiding behind the scenes. Thanks for doing this, Maddie. Yes, yes, yes. I just came back from a job interview. That's why I'm wearing a collared shirt. I went to barbelljobs.com and uh, at CrossFit Go Fuck Yourself, I applied to clean the bathrooms and I just wanted to let them know that I I take my job seriously. Barbelljobs.com. I hope I hope you don't need that website, Hobart, after well, the show today. <laughs> I'm sure we'll find out. Oh man. I was talking to a friend of mine. And I'm like, hey, aren't you glad that I bounced back so strong from getting fired from CrossFit? Like as your as like being your friend, like weren't you scared for me a little bit? And he goes, dude. I go, what? He goes, You have not bounced back. <laughs> like, oh. You're doing oh. weekly shows with James Hobart. All righty. You are literally what we call slumming it. It um I am still the CEO of CrossFit Inc. Yes, I identify with look at Hobart shaking his head. I identify with it is I it is my woke component. Guys, are you guys um are you guys are you gonna watch the UFC? Are you guys gonna watch the UFC fights this weekend? Should I? Oh man, this guy this guy Colby I mean there's so many great fights, but this guy there's a guy, Colby Covington, who is fighting the champ Kamaro Usman. And um a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't like both of them, which is interesting. Um, I think a lot of people don't like Kamara Usman because he seems a little square, and a lot of people don't like Colby Covington because he's brash and he like he's like a Trump supporter and he's he's just out there. But the thing is, is that I really like Colby Covington. I like both of them, but I really like Colby Covington because I, when I see him, I see the big picture. You know, when people say, "Hey, I want to do CrossFit and it's a girl," and and they like, but I don't want to get bulky. Yes. And, and and the first thing that always pops into my mind is is like it's like it's like saying I don't want to get a job because I don't want to get rich. Look, motherfucker, you are not gonna get rich at 7 Eleven. That is the dumbest excuse I've ever heard. And and like I feel like going, yo, bitch, you don't have the discipline to get buff. You don't have the work ethic to get buff. You're worried about getting buff by doing CrossFit. But how about being worried about your type two diabetes? Let's go, Brandon. So 
So I, I feel that way about Colby Covington. I feel like a lot of people don't like him because they just they don't like his antics. But the balls, you got to go big picture. The balls this guy has to just tell it like it is. Um, I, I'm so over uh, politically correct. I'm so over um, feigning kindness. That was it's so. But I mean, it is important. My, my wife says I betray myself by being so brash, by calling people morons. And I, I betray my kindness because I really am a nice person. Excuse me. I think you're a nice person. I, oh, I didn't. I didn't like the way that you said that. I don't no, care what I, people say about you, Hobart. No, I, mean I think that, you're I mean attractive. That. I think you're attractive in your own way, Hobart. I'll take that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no. I was. I was. It sounded like my mind was elsewhere because it was. I was trying to think about. Uh, no, no. It didn't sound like your mind was elsewhere. You were. It sounded like you were. Um, you were the cow stepping out in the field and uh, all alone away from the pack and being like, he's actually okay. I have like, a great you know story something. about cows tonight. You do? Yeah. No, someone just put in the comments this one thing um, about school board recalls in Wisconsin, and I had not seen this story yet, so I just jumped on Wisconsin Public Radio News. Yep, right there. And it says, Wisconsin recall efforts to add pressure on school boards in wake of COVID-19. Wisconsin has the second most school board recall efforts in the country after California. All right, let's dive into that. Okay. Look at, look at, uh, Susan's either finishing, he looks so like he's either finishing up some porn that he started before the show started, or he's like looking for that article. McQuan. Here, Susan, I'll send it to you. McQuan, Wisconsin. I'll, I'll text it to you right now. Oof, it's a I saw a um, I saw a quote on Ian Gary's Instagram. It's a, a UFC fighter, and it said something along the lines of, "If you, man, I'm I'm gonna ruin it. I should look in my notes. I'm gonna look in my notes. Oh, I had Emily Abbott on this morning. She's How's she cool. doing? She's cool as shit. I don't what know is how she she's doing, but when I'm around her, I I'm happy as a clam." she's so cool she's um she's teach she's just more women's empowerment before it was like being a role model as a strong fit healthy woman and now she's talking to women about teaching them how to um, do energy body basically how to take your awareness and put it inward and with a with a, a specific focus on the pussy her words not mine um but uh yeah are there any guys out there doing stuff like that? I do it. Every, I do it three times a day. It's <laughs> a rookie numbers, man. You got. Do it when I wake up. I do it in the middle numbers. of the day. And how about this guy's name? This fighter I'm I'm interviewing on Thursday. His name is Ian the Future Gary. And I heard him being uh, interviewed, and they're like, "Why is that your uh, nickname, the Future?" And he said, "Because my my champ. Uh, it's inevitable. It's inevitable that I'll be a champion." He's so cool. Damn, where is this quote? He says when he fights, he's in a flow state. Uh, if you can't stand well, uh, too slow me down, what do you say to that? Kicked out of a gym right before. Uh, oh, shit, I can't find it. But basically, it was something along the line that if you know something, if you know that to do the right thing is A or B or whatever, and you don't do it, it's worse than cowardice. And I feel like we're, we're um, I feel like that's where we're at. Like, hey, people, don't be cowards. You know what the right thing to do is. You know what the right thing to do is. Will you guys go over the Kaepernick documentary? Oh, shit. Did you watch it? 
No. I is is it is it paint him in a good light? I don't know. I didn't watch it. I didn't even know there was one. It, it's a. I, I just. It's so funny because you look at someone like Kyrie, and like that motherfucker stood up for something. And you look at Kaepernick, and he didn't stand up for anything. He climbed his way up to the top of the mountain and then whined like a bitch instead of being a role model. The only thing we can do for other people is be role models. Do you guys understand that? I'm going to tell you guys a story. Okay, you ready for this? There's a guy. There's there's these two roommates. Okay, James and Sevon. And James has a, a cigar habit, and he smokes a shitload of cigars. And Sevon wants him to, to smoke the cigars outside. So Sevon says to James, hey, James, can you please smoke the cigars outside? And James says, sure, no problem. Make sure to smoke them outside. So Sevon comes home, and James, the house is filled with smoke. And he goes, James, please don't smoke cigars in the house. And James goes, oh, sorry, you weren't home. And he goes, no, just never do it. So James says, okay, I'm sorry. So Sevon comes home, and the house still smells like cigars the next day. So he goes into James's um, cigar you know, like box and he takes one of his cigars out and he wipes it on his ass. And the, the thought is, is that when James smokes the cigar, he won't like the taste of it and it'll get him to quit because Sevon's a thoughtful guy and he's trying to help his buddy James out quit. So, uh, James lights up the cigar and he doesn't say anything to Sevon, but he's like, Hmm, this tastes a little funny. And he puts out the cigar after just smoking three quarters of it. And Sevon notices the house is less smoky. So he continues this for like the next two weeks, every day going into James's cigar box and wiping a little bit, like taking the cigar and like rubbing it on his anus, on his anus sphincter. Okay. And every day James is smoking less and less because he does not like the taste of these anal wipe cigars, but he doesn't know what's going on. But Sevon's feeling a little bit of success. So finally, Sevon's like, man, I almost got him. So he takes his cigar. On the last day, he goes into James's cigar box and he takes his cigar and he shoves it actually inside of his anus and he's just fucking getting it all in there. James, James comes home, lights up the cigar and he goes, fuck, I don't, why do I do this? This is so gross. Why do I smoke? And he quit smoking cigars. Bam. Thanks, done. man. Appreciate it. And James was done with his habit. The next day, Sevon comes home. And he feels a little empty, like something's missing in his life. So he goes to the store and he buys his box of cigars and he shoves one up his ass. Do you guys get the moral of the story? James lost a habit. Sevon picked up a habit. If you are, you, you don't, you don't get it. James, nothing. No, no I got it. I got it. I'm just okay. thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking a couple things. I want to hear the moral of your story. Mm-hmm. And then I, I want to know: Have you used that analogy, that allegory before? Because you thought of it like it's pretty on the spot. Yeah, I've used it before. I, I read it in a joke book when I was twelve. Um, it's a good joke. Don't ever, don't, don't ever ask me shit like that again, James. Because just let people think that I come up with that shit on my own. They don't realize I'm just studying old Rodney Dangerfield transcripts from years ago. I get no respect. The thing is, is that so many people bitch and complain that they turn into bitches and complain. What got Kaepernick to the top was not fucking bitching. What got him to the top was 100% hard work. And then these fuckers get to the top and they bitch. And then the rest of society thinks that you can get to the top by bitching. No bitches get to the top. They turn into them when they're there. And they make you think it's okay and they trick you. But but no one gets there. Oprah didn't get there like that. LeBron didn't get there like that. Like no one, no one, uh, Kamala Harris slept her way to the top. Like everyone was working hard. Just slip that in there. Oh man. But then how do you use that platform to do more good? And there's no judgment there either. Um, 
uh, you just keep you keep telling people what to do. No, you tell people what to do to get to the top, not to um, uh, not 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 to um, complain about their situation. You know what? It was explained to me the other day. So I was raised thinking that Democrats were for helping the poor and Republicans were for helping the rich. There was one, and, and now I'm older, and I actually they, they fucked it all up. Republicans want everyone to be rich. Democrats want everyone to be poor. It's crazy. It's 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 so it's so ass backwards the way they explain it to you. After accounting for taxes, spending, and investment returns, Forbes estimates James' net worth to be about eight hundred and fifty million dollars. It, it, it's um, yeah. It it it's it, it's it's the same thing. It's the same thing with George Floyd. There there under no circumstances. There's nothing that could have ever been done to him where he should have been an American hero. Where he should have been a hero for civil rights. Where he should have been a hero. Where there should be a statue in New York about him. There's there's nothing. There was there's no redemption there. He didn't redeem himself. He didn't turn himself around. Look at Malcolm X. Went to fucking jail. Opened up a dictionary, copied every single fucking word in that dictionary, wrote it down on a piece of paper, and learned every word in the dictionary. Came out of there being a fucking magician. It's a great book, by the way. Have you ever read that one? References by Alex Haley. Whoo, whoo. That's that's an American hero. George Floyd. Sorry, you're a good dude, Hobart, for listening to me rant when you're going to say. When you're trying to help America. <laughs> How was your L one this weekend? How was your one? I hope it better. You better say it was the greatest thing ever because I missed you on Sunday. It was the greatest thing ever. Yeah, we, uh, we did some a, stories. We did a CrossFit Level One course at uh, the Phoenix Community Center in Boston. Um, it's a nonprofit for recovering um, addicts um, and alcoholics. It's a recovery center where they use uh, the founder Scott Strode. They use physical activity, rock climbing sports to build a community, to help build purpose, um, through that recovery journey. And all you need is 48 hours of sobriety to show up and participate. It's probably the nicest CrossFit gym I've ever been in. Um, it's up there if it's not the nicest and, uh, the facility is free and open to anyone as long as they have 48 hours of sobriety. But, uh, we did a level one this weekend. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, I thought it, I thought it was 24. Did they change that? Um, I don't know what if it was twenty four, but it's it's forty eight. Yeah, it's two days, I believe. I could check. Unless I, I, I heard it right. Unless I heard it right and you heard it wrong. Unless I heard it right and you heard it wrong. I don't want to be wrong on that. But um, someone's going to some crackhead's going to go in there after thirty six hours and be like, "But Hobart told me." <laughs> um, but uh, it was really nice. We had a we had a mix of there were a lot of nonprofits that came in um and took the uh, took the seminar, which was really cool. And um, just regular seminar attendees. It was a smaller group, about 30 people. And um, myself, Larry Thomas, who's the Northeast affiliate rep, owns two affiliates in the Boston area. And um, Megan Burns has been on staff um, for a while now. So uh, she's also the um, what partnership coordinator. Um, actually, Megan just texted me. I guess she's listening. She says, nice Phoenix shout out. <laughs> I don't think it was ever 24 hours. What what um, did, what Megan? Actually, and then she recently got married. It's her last name's Bakhtiari, but um, yeah, forty eight hours. So, what do you mean? Was, was she a client there? What do you mean? She? How did she know? Stop clicking shit. I'm just trying to just check this forty eight hours thing. Um, don't get all fired up just because you're wearing a vest, man. 
get all bossy and, and look at my glasses. <laughs> yeah, they, you look these, serious. This shit is refurbished like silver and like this is like these were like some some dead guy used to wear these. No, so Megan's been on seminar staff for I think coming up in ten years now, and um, she's worked with she worked with the Phoenix and coached there, and was um, the head of their coaching development for their CrossFit program when she lived up in Boston. Oh shit. And then oh, when she shit. moved out to California with her now husband, um, mm-hmm. she took over a role. And I believe the role she handles now is the head of um, their partnerships. So, oh, for example, shit. they have a partnership with CrossFit. Okay, don't rub it in. She wins. All okay, right. There you go. Fuck. God damn it. Oops, sorry. I apologize. I want to strike that from the record. I'm not saying that word anymore. What word? I'll say chicks. Chicks, chicks, chicks. Uh, the G G G O D D A M N I T, and I'm not saying the Jesus one either. Why is that? I look like Aladdin. Um, it, it was. Um, so I was getting some really thoughtful. Um, Me too, Hector. Me too. I was getting some really thoughtful um, uh, DMs about, "Hey, Savon, I really like you, but can you stop using those two phrases?" And I don't like to alienate people, and I also like the challenge of. Um, the discipline like i don't need to say those things and um and like i don't want to i don't want to be rude and 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 um and and to their imaginary um god i want to be nice to it <laughs> i was waiting for something oh were you saying i was like this is being too nice so you don't want to alienate people but you take very specific stances on topics and that is inherently alienating right i well so shouldn't you just say things that makes everyone happy like that's what i'm getting at here that's no this one's just uh i i like this one for the discipline i don't need to say that i i I like a little bit of a challenge i it's i like it it forces me to be um to stay conscious it's the same reason why i do energy body it's the same way i do inward work it's like watch the words as they come out you jackass that's the least you can do I use the word retard a lot, but on the, that is one of the words that like I feel the social pressure not to use on the show because that one offends people too, even though it's like not even a bad word. It's because what's crazy is the reason why it offends people. Like I would be like, man, that, that was a, that was retarded. And people are like, well, I have a disabled son. Well, okay. Well then you have a retarded son. I mean, it's not like, I, I don't know what to like, or you know what I mean? It's how is that offensive? That it sucks that he's disabled. By the way, I made an amazing movie on YouTube. That's what's so cool about me. I can watch this one, Hobart. Watch this. I made an amazing movie, and it's on YouTube, and it's called Our House. And I lived in a home. I lived on the driveway of a home for mentally disabled adults who I took care of for five years. Talk about a, a, a me, me and my wife did, and talk about man, we what a journey that was. That was amazing. I thought I would go there and be able to do God's work. Instead, I got destroyed. What'd you get destroyed by? Uh, it's just, it's hard. It's hard. It's, it's, it's emotionally, it's a really, really tough thing. These people are mentally disabled. They know they're disabled and, and it's so, it's so painful, right? I mean, that is the, that's, that is the, the, the two worst I've, I've seen famine in my life uh, on, on several occasions and I've seen mental disabilities. And when you see things like that, um, it, it no, look, yeah, there's my movie. When you see things like that, um, it changes everything. Wow, good find, Sousa. There's the movie. Does that movie. Cha- that movie won uh, awards at thirty film festivals. By the way, that shit was raw. Did it? Does it change things because it 
um, creates an overwhelming pessimism? Is it a is it a, a glimmer of hope? And there's still yeah, survives? personal accountability. Personal accountability. It all comes down to personal, like, and not waste your life. It's it's mm. like it's it's like a um, this guy. I watched a documentary on Caleb Plant the other day. He's about to fight Canelo Alvarez, and his daughter died when when she was like 18 months old and uh, like he basically talks to her every day and says, I'm going to win the championship. Mm. I'm not, like, and, and it's been years, you know, since she passed away. And it's just, it's just like, hold, like, Hey, take your, like, this is real. This isn't that stupid shit. Like those, like, like gender, like, this is real. Your baby died. This is real kids starving after this isn't like, well, I'm, uh, I'm, 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 uh, fuck off. About your gender no one should know what their gender is nobody look down in your pants you either have a penis or a vagina and roll with it no one cares about anything else nothing nobody cares and if you're worried about your gender then you need to you need to starve yourself a little bit or do a thousand burpees or have someone fucking murdered close to you to fucking unfuck you get get a little dose of reality of what really matters put your head down and work peace and love i don't know what gender i am do you know what gender you are hobart no i actually you know this is you ever even think about it do you ever even think you do no but this is a subject i've listened um tried to do more research on and and understand better just because of how prevalent it is right now and um, i did hear this one discussion someone saying like in the terms of looking at gender as a scale or a not a scale what's the word a range that like if you're not the most um perfect's the wrong word but if you're not the most expressed example like if you're not the most macho the most alpha what i hate that term but whatever 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 fill in the blank then you know if you're anything less than that then you are some mix of male female gender and then vice versa and i was like i don't know yeah, it's all nonsense. Like, do you you know in the MMA scene they started painting their toenails like ten years ago? What does that make them? I mean, there's a thousand examples of like that. That's why it's just such nonsense. Why does anyone care? The only reason why I've ever cared about what anyone's sex is is whether I should I should be like trying to fuck them or not. So like, you see someone and you're not sure if they're a man or a woman. It's like, well, and like now it doesn't matter because I'm not trying to fuck nobody. I know it's anybody. I just like saying nobody because I think it sounds gangster. Okay. The news. I don't know. I There's a lot there. I can't speak on intelligently, but um, I don't know how we treat each other. I'm very, I feel very fortunate that it's not an issue of mine. Yeah, I feel very fortunate that I'm like, that my issues are like, oh my God, I hope my toilet doesn't overflow. Yeah, what am I, I don't want to run out of. I don't want to run out of toothpaste. I hope my assault bike doesn't stop working. I hope Kate shows up for the fucking podcast. I do think there's a bigger question there of how do we treat each other better? And I'm not trying to do all kumbaya stuff, but, um, no, I like, kumbaya, I just, yeah. I just have felt that my, I don't think legislation is the way to teach people to treat each other better, but I don't know. Maybe it is. Um, you're, let's say you're struggling with whether, whether, I, I don't know what the deepest root or origin of, of gender is, but I'm, I'm damn bet it's this deepest thing for all of us. It comes down to just mating and procreating. So let's say you're, let's say, let's say you're confused whether you like boys or girls, because what it comes down to is, is what, like what the opposite of what you want, right. To be intimate with what you want to procreate with. 
I'm 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 sorry if it's confusing for you, or I'm sorry if you can't fake it till you make it, or I'm sorry like like that that would be a tough one to deal with. But don't project onto the rest of us like that we need to do anything to go out of our way to make your life easier. Everyone has their own problems. And famine is like you have a in 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 the presence of famine, gender issue is the most selfish luxury in the world. In the presence of the death of a child. Gender issues are the are the most selfish thing in the world, and it's and it's like so I live on a different planet than those people. To me, those people are the most selfish people on the planet because that's where I live. Seen famine, seen lived with mental uh, tons of mentally disabled adults for years, and when I mean live with them, like I slept in this in the same quarters as these dudes. And you get to go to Great America with your red hair and, and smoke cigarettes and pretend like the word gender is real. No, you got a penis or a vagina, and then everything else is just fun imaginary shit and, and play with it. And I know it can be difficult when you're young, but you'll get through it. Don't drag the rest of the world in your shit. We all had problems when we were 18. I used to think my nose was big. Now I know it's just a fun place for girls to sit. Okay, Hobart, let's talk about the news, buddy. Oh, man, I was going to have add something onto that, but all right, let's do it. All right, big story here. <laughs> Guys, we don't have Kate. You need a hug. Who needs a hug? I need Preach, Savon. Thank you. Uh, so I saw the Mayhem Desert was postponed too. I love this word postponed. Not postponed. It's canceled. Yeah, I know. That breaks my heart a little bit. I'm on, well, I'm on the I, Mayhem jock wonder, right now, big time. I can tell. The Mayhem Empire. I'm trying to, I, trying to, I was going to say something cutting, but I'm going to skip it. No, do it. Do it. No, do it. It's probably no, true. Kissing no. ass to get rich on for a third time. Yes. Guilty. <laughs> I don't know if you're ready to have Rory as your boss, but oh, whoa. <laughs> all right, see, that's why Rory that. come edit boss that, me. Edit that shit out. <laughs> Got some leather straps back here, Rory. Come on over, baby. Um, he's a good he's a good dude doing good things for good people. I just can't believe you'd move from California to Cookville. Speaking of going from fucking feast to famine. Look, it's like Mr. Rogers. I put my socks on to start the show, but now we're about to get to dig into the news and it's business. I took my socks off. Hmm. 26 minutes in. Who wants to hear the news? Let's do David's daughter leaves comp train. Oh, yes, yes. We can start and end on this story. This is the this I mean, this is the biggest news. This is the biggest news in CrossFit. There's my armpit fetish being taken care of. Thank you. Um She's so fit. The uh, two-time games champion. Pose. Um, you can see her naked if you want to go to um, ESPN.com and look at their naked issue. What was the weight of their sandbag? Do they have a 200-pound sandbag? I would love to talk to you about that, too, by the way. The dudes lifted 250. Like, they didn't lift it. They um, picked it up off the ground easily. I would even watching um, Gee lift that lift. Like, I would have to lift that. I would have to like struggle to get my hands under it and get it to my lap. And he picked that thing up. Like it was a, like a, like a set of keys. What is the heaviest odd object you picked up? I picked up a 200 pound sandbag. It's the heaviest sandbag I shouldered. Yeah. Have you picked up a 200 pound D ball? Um, no, damn. No. no, that was amazing. Um, I don't know much about the catcher and thing, but this is what I think. Okay. Happened. 165. But still, even just watching how no, 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 that's the chicks. That's the yeah, chicks. But I'm saying it. watching how easily they lifted it, like uh, Tia's why is lap. chicks derogatory? Chicks isn't derogatory unless you hate birds, right? 
Yeah. Okay. Um, what about 165? Sorry. It's just watching watching the watching the women lift that. It was um it was too easy. Too easy. Yeah, there's no appreciation on my part at some point times for that. Do you know what I mean? Like you're just watching, you're just watching and you're like, like the same with the jerry cans. Like I know, and by the way, what a joke to call those jerry cans, but um, it, it's just hard. It's just hard and you forget to appreciate it. Oh, scroll through her Instagram real quick. Let me see. Oh, does she say about quitting comp train? Is there, is there a post about it? Um, there was something, there's the articles in the morning chalk up. So, okay. Man, how about Annie? Keep scrolling. Same just- thing. Like, Look at that picture of her with her hat on. I don't think everybody realizes just how amazing um, those performances are. Wow, she looks like a supermodel there. Okay, go back. Let me let's 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 peruse. Let's let's troll her shit. I want to hire her photographer. Keep going. That's that's a nice bathing suit. Keep going. Oh, look at that fish. That's cool. What fish? There's a fish that she caught up there. She's wearing waders. Little salmon. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, she's familial as a mofo. Man, she's like she's all about the love of her grandparent. Her yeah, she's a she's a good dude like that. There's well, a, that's her I think that's her oh, so this is my theory. I think that it there's no truth to this people. This is my theory. She be nice. Okay. Well, I think she broke up with Oh my goodness. Look at look well, well let's go back one more time. Let me see one more. That's a great picture of her and her dude too. Well, I can't remember that dude's name. Gaffer? He was a hockey player. Look at the one in the corner where she's sipping that drink. Yeah. She's pretty hot right there. Um, I think that her and her boyfriend broke up, and she misses home. Something emo- – She basically, I heard she's going back to Iceland, and she's training with Annie. So I think, like, something um, – I think it's just something uh, – like emotional. I think it's like really a, a, an emo and she needs to go back to her roots to the motherland. Well, I don't want to speculate, but I mean, I, that's because you're she a good has, dude. She has lived on and off in the U S for a long time. And you know, being away from home with people you're that close with is, uh, is tough, but, uh, the two time games champ Katrin, um, has moved over from comp train and will be competing under coach Yami Tikkanen, uh, who also coaches fellow Icelanders, Annie Thor's daughter and BKG as well as Heinrich Hapelenen. Uh, multiple sources have confirmed that she did not compete this weekend under the guidance and coaching of Bergeron, her coach across seven CrossFit games. The change in coach comes after her worst finish of the CrossFit Games 10th since she failed to qualify in 2014. Um, Bergeron's also the former coach of Matt Fraser. He was Matt's coach when Matt won his first CrossFit Games, I do believe. Yeah, I, I don't know. The the chalk up one kind of made this seem like it was like a huge blow to um, comp train, but I you know I think it's she's worked with Ben for a really long time and they've had a lot of success together as coach athlete pair. And How would it be a blow to Ben? He's so know. fucking he's so fucking successful. Yeah, that was kind of the that was kind of the thing. Maybe, maybe just because it's going to be harder for them to continue to grow as opposed to this is almost a decline of comp train as the larger athletes leave. Yeah, but just inevitable. But just inevitable. This is what I was saying to you guys. Right, right, Susa. Via text, we were talking about this, though, Susa. Was um, was just the whole idea of. I think there's a huge new wave, new wave, new athletes, new generation coming up. Yep. 
And um, you're going to see a lot of turnover and it takes time for some of those new names to get bigger, but like, you know, everybody's going to be wearing a, a Mal O'Brien shirt pretty soon. So what do you think also too, a, lot, Carey, of the, a lot of the newer coaches being actually retired athletes. Now you're seeing Frazier, you see Rich mentor, a lot of people. Bergeron like, was in the games. Yeah, he, he was. He ben, ben was in the games. They finished. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When like Mal O'Brien was born. <laughs> she That's wasn't true. born yet. This probably wasn't one. Um, <laughs> I think it's inevitable that she leaves. That's the pro- that's that's comes with the territory of getting big name athletes. They come and they go. I yeah, I, I yeah. don't think it's a big deal yeah. to Ben at all. Other than it's like it's like um, it's just it just changes hard. But I don't think this is like I don't think this is indicative or says anything about him as a person it, it, or his and, training program. And Me I think people people in the community suffer it harder, right? Because they love that consistency. But um, yeah, I think it's super natural for athletes in a sport like this where you know, you're only making a lifestyle off of this. If you're at the tippity top, like I think a lot of sports like action sports, you see a lot of the best athletes are those top athletes. They move on to teach or coach or do like a, you know, it's not like the NFL where you can just be like, Oh, I did my, you know, unless you're Fraser, um, where I could just retire. But, um, all so three of these departures could prove to be a setback for Bergeron's plans to build up a comp train Academy. Click that comp train Academy link. Sousa. What? I hope this goes to barbelljobs.com. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Uh, the Comptrain Academy. Uh, like, why would lose? Why would athletes leaving affect his building of the academy? I don't get it. Uh, hey, if I anything, I, I, if anything, I think it helps. Right? You want if you're if yeah. you're an aspiring athlete who wants to work with Ben, you want to catch him to leave because that creates a huge vacuum uh. for space to fill. You know, you. I'm not a diss toward anybody. I just mean that in a way of like. That's great. And how about this? Now Ben has probably has a chip on his shoulder um, because he wants to um, uh, uh, p- prove again. You know what I mean? He lights a fire in his ass that he wants to prove that he he can do it again. He can build a champ again. The same. That's the only reason why I do this podcast. If I can take a, over the CrossFit pl- place like a fucking bulldozer and crush you fuckers. <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna say. Like, I didn't say that. Do you think? Do you think there's a separation in the style of coaching? Like, is there? Uh, is one coach play the role from like a budding seed up to when they mature to go to the games to do well versus the coach that has to keep somebody at the top? Do you think there's a difference in that coaching? Yeah, I, I don't know. I can't articulate what that difference exactly is right now, but I definitely think there is a difference. I also think there's, um, I don't know, maybe you just want something new. I mean, there could be a million reasons she's she's going back home, so. I'll text Katrin right now and just ask her to jump on the show. I'll shoot her a link and we can just ask her what's up. Do it. <laughs> All right. Next story. I thought that was a good place to start. Because my next story is about our favorite topic, the super rich and taxes. Oh, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Senator Mitt Romney, Republican of Utah, told Fox News last week that Democrats are pretty desperate. <laughs> to pass President Joe Biden's spending bill, which has recently trimmed from $3.5 trillion to under $2 trillion. Now, what Biden... That's uh, about how much my vest and shirt cost, by the way. That's what I was thinking, looking at you. I can't wait till you get hit by this tax. Um, instead, so what Romney really focused on was how Biden's proposed tax on billionaires to help pay for trillions of dollars of spending would boost the demand for two specific asset classes, farms and fine art. So if you're looking to invest... 
Don't invest in squid bit, squid uh, squid game Bitcoin. Go buy a farm or some fine art. Bill, this this stat, if this is true, is equally horrifying and interesting. Bill Gates, the fourth richest person in the world with a net worth net worth of whatever bazillion dollars, is the largest private farmland owner in the United States. That's terrifying. Um, so maybe I will instead invest in a ranch. Or I don't even know what that means, private farm loan owner, farm land owner. Just so you the know, the government just, doesn't I, own it. The government probably is the largest farmland owner in the U.S. That would, I'm going to just uh, out there my coverage and say that. Okay, but but what about like Monsanto? Like, is that is that a public land? Is that a privately owned land or no? Since they're a publicly traded company, or I'm guessing that they are. That's not like is. Yeah, that's a good question. Let's look it up. Susa, how much farmland does Bill Gates own? Anyway, it's easy and, to or, see. Or the, no, no. It's like what makes it public? Like the fact that Microsoft – it's because it's under all of Bill Gates' name. It's not It's not under Microsoft. Here we go. Right? Someone has to be the – the thing is, is like well, someone – Maybe it's just the total acreage that he owns. But someone has to be the largest um, – Farmland owner. That's another thing too. I'm not defending Bill Gates. So by the way, who owns more he's farmland a, than Bill Gates? He's a douche. But but what uh, what I'm saying is is like that doesn't say anything on its own. That's just to rile people up. Like if I told you I have the biggest dick in the room and it's only five inches, like who gives a fuck? And that's what I mean. Like, are who are you in the room with? Are there are there a hundred people who own two hundred thousand acres? Like, and and he just happens to have two sixty eight. Like, well. I still think it's amazing he's the largest farmland owner. Okay, fine. I'm not riled up, just interested. I'm not it's riled up easy either. To just, see that's the, just how I talk. It's easy to see the appeal. I just have a lot of feminine. I was on with I was on with Emily Emily uh you know, the pretty redheaded girl, Emily Abbott today, and she was talking to me about pussy power and vulva power for an hour and forty minutes. And then I've been taking care of my kids and haven't seen my wife since. So do you feel you know, ener- do you feel energized? Oh my god, more so. Do you listen to Russell Brand? He has a video on this topic as well as he is trying to screw over rural farmers with tech like cell phones. Okay, it's fair. Hmm. Um, you know, is it is it that he's trying to screw them over, or is it just that people with a lot of money might have a better way of doing things, and then it just makes people with less resources really frustrated because they can't keep up with the better way of doing things? Is that oh, a crazy? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that is crazy. Rich yeah. people are. I pre, I hope you're just saying that just to fucking play the. I'm just. Advocate. I'm just thinking. Rich people are. I'm just thinking out loud. Uh, Sevon, do you have a garden of dude? Do I have a garden? I plant a hundred fruit trees on my land. Hey, that's nice, Souza. That list you pulled up. Hey, if I um, if I can get my avocado tree that's at my mom's house to your house, will you plant it and keep it? Dude, for for sure. I'll okay. put a little plaque under it too. I gotta send you. And a- when my dog dies, I'll plant it under it also. I got to send you a picture of it. It's, um, it's amazing. It's just like, and she has to move it inside for the winter, but it's like, it's like over six feet tall. Now it's out of control. She planted it before I was born. Anyway. What did you send us? What did you send us just now? I didn't send anything. I just got a text from you. Uh, Oh no, that's old. Okay. Yeah. Um, invest in farmland. Mm -hmm. It's intrinsically valuable and has little correlation with the ups and downs of the stock market. And even in a hyperinflationary environment, people still need to eat. Between 1992 and 2020, farmland returned an average of 11% per year. Over the same time frame, the S&P 500 returned only 8%. Similarly, fine art can also deliver. 
Contemporary artwork has already outperformed the S&P 500 by a commanding 174%. I don't know if they're evaluating all contemporary artwork. I don't know really what contemporary artwork is. But anyway, so don't take investing advice from this, please. Over the past 25 years, artwork has become increasingly popular way for investors to diversify because it's a real physical asset with very little correlation to the stock market, much like precious metals and real estate. In fact, the correlation factor between contemporary art and the S&P 500 was just 0.01 over the past 25 years. In other words, art zigs when stocks zag. I guess it's more stable. Um, but then you have to think, find somebody to think, sell it to. Think about, what, when, think about what it means when art, art prices go up. I don't know what it means. Just that somebody has a shit ton of disposable income. Yeah, which is which is cool. I'm cool with that, and it's cool that in the and it and it's yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Let's wrap this up. I got to go get back to my studio to do some painting. Do you paint? No, no I used to draw. Either. Oh, get us a drawing. You want to see a drawing? I did. I'm gonna invest. I'm gonna buy it right now, so I don't have to pay as much taxes. I'm gonna just buy your shitty art. <laughs> Christine, I agree. Oh, smart wad zombie. If it was, I hope it was really. So, old, so like I just pulled this out of its folder the other day, and it's just my best got so... picks. Can you see that? It's got it's got mold you on it. I pulled that? it out of its folder, and it has just shit tons of mold on it. You drew that? It's a, it's a drawing I did with colored pencils. I'd buy that. Let's auction that right now. Pretty cool, right? Yeah. You're impressed, right? Uh, I'm very impressed. That was amazing. What, see, what was that inspired by? Let me just show you. So see, there's you can't see it because it's got, there's mold. I need to blow it off of here. This got mold on it, but this is a hand. Yeah, don't touch that, man. That's supposed to be the hand of the viewer looking at the picture holding a mirror. And that's the, or the magnifying glass. And that's you. And that's the, the dude being held up. And that's the eyeball of the viewer. See, see how that kind of. Gotcha. No, you don't. I don't understand what's going on there. I know. Anyway, yes, I don't I have a single artistic bone. I drew that thirty years ago. Damn, I wasn't even born yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, higher inflation creates jobs. This was just an opinion piece, but um, if you really want to be bored. It was a decent read. Yes, I drew that. I drew that. I drew that. I used to draw like a mofo. I used to just sit around and smoke. I got so many. I used to just sit around and smoke clove cigarettes and just draw crazy shit. And like, I was homeless and I used to just draw shit. I used to, I knew all these hot chicks and I would go to their house when they were at school and I would just lay down in their living room on the floor and draw and smoke clove cigarettes. And then they'd come home and the house would be clean and they'd like tell me how cool and nice I was and other stuff. Then they'd kick you out? No, 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 no. No, no, no. They they kissed me. They kissed me. Show me on the doll where. <laughs> Show me on the painting. Show me on the painting. Um, inflation is always caused by too much money chasing too few goods. This is how too much money side looks currently. During mandated pandemic shutdowns, the U.S. government dropped money on anyone who could fog a mirror. I think this means that it gave out um, those stimulus checks. This happened while and because big parts of the economy that are normally large cost items and consumer budgets, travel, entertainment, restaurants all got shut down. When your income doesn't change or arguably increases 
and your expenses decline, your savings grow. Pocket stuff with cash resulted in healthy demand as the U.S. economy reopened. Consumer savings were also helped by the freeze on student loan payments and the eviction moratorium. Wait, how does that help? How does the how does it help consumer savings? Yeah, the the, the student loan thing. Because people didn't have to pay back their they uh, put a freeze on student loans, so you didn't have to pay back loans, so people were technically saving more money. I'd really I, I, be I, curious to see some stats. I object to that logic. If on average, what I percentage smoke. of the U.S. people in the U.S. were actually able to save money through pandemic shutdowns? I'd be really curious to see that. Um, that is interesting. What type household? Of I smoked clove cigarettes and I smoked American spirit. I smoked everything. I smoked anything. anything you didn't roll your own? I rolled a lot of my own. Yes, I rolled a shit ton of my own. Um, this is interesting. Uh, Christine Forrester, let's talk about all the immigrants. Democrats bringing them in to do all the jobs Americans don't want to do and the Republicans pretending they object. That's an interesting thing. Why don't they just bring them in legally then? Why don't we just say, okay, we're going to do it and then just like – just like I don't know what the, I'm just making this up. I don't know what you need to do to immigrate someone, but like, why not open up Ellis Island, take them all through there again, change their last names, fingerprint them, take pictures of them and let them out. Like, like why, why make it such a shit show at the border? If we need people, then let's do it. Why can't it just be like an honest uh, conversation. I think that is happening. Well, no, man, I'm going to have, I had this dude on the show already, just so you know, uh, Jorge Ventura, he's been working the border. He's basically the country's number one border reporter, and he is going to come on the show again on Wednesday, tomorrow evening. And, dude, it's it's fucking chaos at the border. It is truly, truly chaos. Tens of thousands of people coming into the United States uh, with COVID, with no testing, with right in front of uh, our 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 um, immigration uh, police. Dude, you should see what's happening in Southern California. He's about to release this documentary. It's called the um, Something Cartel. It premieres on Wednesday. This guy made it. And then I have him on also Wednesday. And he gave me a screener of it and I watched it. It's crazy what's happening in California. Do you remember? Do you, do you remember like uh, you probably don't remember, but like 20 or 30 years ago, I'd go to uh, foreign countries and I would see just tent cities and shit everywhere. And I'd be like, man, we have a good in the United States. And now everywhere in California, there's fucking tent cities everywhere. Like it's fucking India here. And now now we have just huge swaths of land being used by the Mexican cartel in Southern California to just grow drugs. And uh, it's it's just nuts, and there's just not police to enforce it on other people's property, on other people's land. It's nuts. Th- this documentary is crazy. You can't even believe you can't even believe it's ha- you can't believe this is the United States. Do you know any people who live in Texas near the border? Um, I know a, I know a few border patrol agents um, at state and and federal level, and they've said similar to the fact that it's pretty crazy, to put it mildly. Yeah. The people, the Americans who live down there are legitimately scared, like people just rolling through their their property. They're saying it's just crazy. <laughs> I think it's really hard, too, in such a large country is it's like it's easy to live one place and feel like nothing's wrong and everything's all right. And just not understand the context of what it's like to live somewhere else where things like that are happening. Like, I think it's really hard for people to believe, like, oh, that can't be happening. And it's like the U.S. is big enough where it's certainly could be happening anyway peace and love uh where were we what are we talking about you oh. know what I, I was always wishing i was into kite flying i never could get into it but i always i always, always like flying a kite i once had a kite it was uh 
It's the Starship Enterprise, shaped like the Starship Enterprise. Wow. Yeah, that's How old are you? I don't remember. It was probably, probably 28. <laughs> it's a miserable experience. I never successfully flew a kite. Yeah, it's 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 uh there's good times and there's bad times with kites. And I think there's a lot more art to it than just huck it up there and let it roll, right? Or flight fly. The only rich I care about has a farm, a six pack, and dreamy eyes. It's good. Savans feels the same way. <laughs> um, consumer savings driven up by freeze on student loans and eviction moratoriums this new normal will reflect the truth about the pandemic it accelerated the future we'll work from home more go to the office less we'll order more things and food online leisure travel may not change much but business travel will compete with zoom the global economy will go through deglobalization. more manufacturing will move away from china and back to the u.s and europe remember this is an opinion piece inventories will become a bit less just in time the one disruption that really puzzles me is the labor shortage millions of u.s jobs are unfilled stories of starbucks stores being closed due to lack of workers every service that has a labor component has gotten worse restaurants ride sharing pharmacies i feel like anecdotally i've started to notice this especially with the ride share i've especially seen this as i've traveled around and talked to different people working in restaurants um bartenders and so on and so forth waiters Main theory for explaining a labor shortage, early retirement by baby boomers, starting podcasts, migration of a labor force, newly minted Bitcoin millionaires who don't want to work, folks who sold expensive houses and bought cheaper ones and are sitting on comfortable nest eggs or bought farms and lots of art. Much of this newfound wealth has made its way into the stock market, cryptos, real estate, NFTs, and anything else that can be bought and sold as the final elements of the pandemic stimulus roll-off. People either need to go back to work or sell assets to pay for expenses and speculative markets will run out of greater fools. Rational thinking and conservative portfolios will be rewarded again. So keep saving your money and get back to work. Uh, when the United States government is giving a family of four $2,880 every two weeks, there is no reason to go to work. You know, I will say something really interesting on this. Um, when the think pandemic- That's $5,600 a month. Yeah, I gotcha. Tax-free. I mean, that's after you pay the taxes on it. Um. And actually, there's lots of tax Dude, that's a shit ton of money. people overpaying taxes on um, unemployment. But I, when I was in Massachusetts um, and when the pandemic hit and everyone could apply for, for unemployment and even in contract workers, and I'm, there are certainly people out there who need it and who definitely needed it. Like I could apply for it and – my wife and I certainly didn't need to. And it was crazy because in Massachusetts has the best unemployment in the country. But yeah, you could make, I think a, a large family could make up to th- almost $3,000. This um, would be my, adv- wait, up to how much? Like, I, not th- I shouldn't say that, but around $2,000 in a week. Like yeah, you could yeah, be taking yeah, in yep, yep. almost, you know, over $4,000 a month. And there were certainly people out there who needed it, but there were certainly people out there who did not need it, you know? And um, those people should still apply for it, by the way. Everyone should get what what everyone should get. 
every, everyone should get what's offered to them, and then if you don't want it, you can give it away to other fucking people. You shouldn't fucking let it sit with the fucking government. You I agree get, with that. You should get every cent that you fucking <laughs> Especially can. if you're paying those taxes, but... Um, yes, yes. I don't know. I feel like technology which, which brings me to this. make Do you know how much system better. I paid millions of dollars in taxes. Thank you. And I have no problem, I guess... I do have a problem, but I'm just going to pretend like I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with them purchasing um, drugs for every person in the United States. But then to force me to take the drugs that you purchased with my fucking money? Bam. I pay taxes. You buy drugs. Now I have to take them. Fuck off. That's crazy, dude. What kind of world do we live in? They used our tax money. To buy drugs for everybody, and now I have to take them? Constitution significantly empowers um, federal and state governments to prescribe. So you should, you should invite – say that again? Sorry. Say in, that a health, again. Sorry. In, a, in a health emergency or national emergency, the Constitution gives states and federal government a lot of power. Like a state of emergency, it, I mean that's – you just go read read some of read some of your constitutional language in your state um, for the federal government. He dumps a lot of power into those governments in those scenarios. And then we can argue whether or not there was actual, you know, was there a need for that state of Amer- emergency? That's a whole different argument than just saying they can't do it. But it's been going on for a long time. Someone whether, said something really offensive about you just now. Whether I agree with it or not. Someone said, Sevan, you should interview Jordan Peterson. The channel would blow up. Like, like you're not good enough, Hobart. That's, I mean, in comparison, I, I think he would be a better interview than me. I don't even know what I would say to him. Hey, can you just come on? Hey, Jordan, um, Caden Carpenter thinks that if you came on my show, my channel would blow up. Would it just blow up for that one episode or would people stick around? I should have The Rock on here and that, Selena then Gomez. Then it would really blow up. You and get Sel- one of the Kardashians on here. And Selena Gomez. Yeah. It's been said and done. Thanks, Kate. Mm-hmm. I don't know why everyone thinks Peterson's so great, though. I'll throw that out there. But, okay. I think he's amazing. Uh, a lot of people do. Biden on gas. Selena Gomez. <laughs> She has too many followers for you. And said and done. Love you like a love song. The Biden administration unveiled its methane emissions reduction action plan on Tuesday as President Biden addressed a global audience at the COP26 climate summit in Glasgow, Glasgow, Scotland. Wow. To do this, the environmental the EPA will be proposing new guidelines and standards under the Clean Air Act. This would include updated standards for detecting and repairing leaks and moving from current pneumatic controllers to utilizing zero emission technology. Additionally, the Department of the Interior plans to address wasteful venting and flaring of gas during drilling operations and well leaks, noting that these drilling operations will not go away. Dude, how funny is that? How funny is that? That the that the first of all, I, I know so many people want to believe in global warming and climate change, 
if you really want to um, learn about that and you really want to find out if science is legit or not, start really looking into that. Start really looking at the other side and reading the the smart people in the room's uh, discussion about whether real science was used. And, 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 and one of the weakest sciences ever on the planet, um, it's probably weaker than fucking astrology, is uh, climatology. I mean, it is... It's a fucking joke, but anyway, but I don't have a, I don't have a, I don't have skin in the game, but the science there I, I, is, is pretty bad, but, um, okay, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I'm going to say something crazy. Okay. I think you should just, don't lose it. your job. Don't lose your job. Okay. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Um, <laughs> the no, Department ahead, of Transportation would also be involved in job. In oil <laughs> gas pipelines and as well as. Well, let's just assume it's all true. Yeah, hit me with this. God, what a great song. Every beautiful thought's been already sung. And I guess right now he's another one. Oh, I hear it perfect. It's great. How come I can't hear it? It doesn't matter. It's still great, man. Can you hear it, Susan? It's fucking lame, but I can't hear it. All right, bye, Selena. Don't flag us for copyright there. <laughs> Shit. Um, the department. Hey, that Trans- song reminds me of my wife. God, reminds me so much of my. That's wife. really nice. I know. It, that's the only Selena Gomez song I know, and I just like it so much. It reminds me. Of, my wife wrote a, my wife wrote a love song. I should play it on the air one time. It's so good, and she sung it. And when I was, oh. um, and, and and she she sung it and sent it to me, and then she sent it to me, and I was like filming a regional in Denver or a sectional or something. This is like in 2009 or 10. And I must've listened to it like a thousand times the night she sent it to me, just like into the wee hours, like three in the morning. It was so awesome. And she was like, I feel like every, um, every love song's already been sung, but then, and then like a few days later, I heard this song by Selena Gomez after my wife said that. And I was like, wow, that's, and that's what Selena Gomez thought too. It's been said and done. When I, uh, mm-hmm. when I first started dating my wife, I, I would write her poems, love poems. Just text them to her randomly. Were you just like, you have to be infatuated to do that shit. Yeah. I really like to write though. It was like one of my favorite things to do in, in all forms of writing. So it was like, a, I don't know. Was a nice what did you, did you little... talk about your love for her? Did you ever talk about her body? Yeah. Yeah. Let's hear some, let's hear, riff us some bars. Oh, I will. Um, let me, I, I think she still has some saved. I'll get some for you. Okay. <laughs> Dude, you have to be infatuated to write yeah. by the way she didn't write that love song to me my wife just wrote it like it's not oh to me. shit yeah, yeah 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 so who is she thinking about i don't know you don't want to it was you uh have you heard of michael schellenberger he thinks climate change has been misrepresented apocalypse never no it's like like y2k y2k i think the bigger question on climate change is whether or not <laughs> pick a side but it's like, are we going to, are we dealing with it the right way? Are the right people in power dealing with it the right way? And are they really thinking about everyone else who is not in power? I got some more important question, but that is a good question. The department of transportation would also be involved. Thank goodness. I don't even know what this means, but I just like it. They're great. (laughs) Tackling leaks in oil and gas pipelines, as well as liquefied natural gas in underground natural gas storage facilities. This isn't something we have to do to protect the environment and our future. It's an enormous opportunity for all of us, all of our nations to create jobs 
make meeting climate goals a core part of our global economic recovery as well. I'll say something else a little crazy here. I don't know if it's good to create jobs just for the sake of creating jobs. Ugh. Oh, God. Okay. I've invited Shane Orr. I've invited Shane Orr. Oh, absolutely, um, James. The problem with infrastructure is that it requires so much time keeping up. So, like, at one point, like, I had, I don't know, like, 15 motorcycles. And do you know how expensive and time-consuming it is to register 15 motorcycles and pay insurance on them? And it's just, like, stupid. It's just – it's idiot world. And, uh, yeah. and And I'm not saying that we shouldn't we shouldn't have a strong infrastructure – but and, and and how about this climate plan? Um, we're gonna make sure wells don't leak. Well, fuck, shouldn't have that been part of the plan in the beginning? Yeah. Uh, poopy pants shut down all our pipelines and oil production. I will say this: of all the things that's just crazy, I can't believe that we were energy uh, independent we and now we're not. That is just bizarre. The love song your wife wrote about Josh Bridges, Steve, Stephen, Stephen, twenty burpees. Um, Sam Reed, appreciate the shout out on the level one and the online level one, um, huge, uh, props to the CrossFit seminar staff team who stood the level one, the online level one up, like immediately as soon as, um, pandemic shutdowns hit everywhere across the globe. And they pushed that out essentially overnight to have a resource and continue to provide level ones, which is really cool. So I'm glad you're liking it. They've redone it even since then. Yeah, they've tuned up some things there. But, um, yeah, just the uh, the first team, they're just amazing. That whole uh, team of trainers and, and admin staff and staff, pretty awesome. I'm um, biased, though. So, uh, No, God. I think electric you cars are just super cool, though, as far as, like, a technological advancement. I don't know if they're, like, the solution question mark, but I do have some stories coming up that might tell us what the solution is. Sevon talks about the online level L1 being a scam. Never. Hey, um, is that what you say when I'm not on your podcast? Oh, the, uh, that's like, that's like you have a mistress behind my back. <laughs> it's like if you were doing podcasts with Jordan Peterson on the side, but then lying to me about it, I'd be so mad. I wouldn't let him on the show. He'd make Good. me look bad. Hey, uh, this, um, this electric car thing. I mean, the real question is just this, where the fuck is that electricity coming from? And is it from a cleaner source than cars burning it? And it, like, once again, it's just the scale. Like, how hard is that to figure out what electric cars save? Or how much does it, how much environmental damage or, or how much exhaust or pollution do the batteries, do the, do the plants that have to make the electricity? How much do those affect our clean air? Let's say pick the metric versus gas cars and just figure it out. It's the same thing with the COVID response. I would have no problem with the COVID response if just you could guarantee me that it didn't cause one kid to get molested. And I know it has. Oh, oh, oh okay. Okay. Cause of the, the, okay. Lockdowns. I didn't know where you were going with that. Gotcha. And so, and so if kids are being hurt, I don't care if you save 100 billion old people. I don't give a fuck. I refuse to hurt kids. You selfish bastards. Okay, go on, Hobart. Let's talk about climate. It's good. It's fun. Um, where were we? Plants needed to generate power. Would it's weird that group. I have a subject like a stop on something. Like I've never really stood for anything. It's kind of cool. Kids. Where's the real star of the show, Kata? I don't know, but we need her, man. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Nate. Nate, we miss you. We miss you dearly. 
I do know one I, truck in another country. I do know I do know the story. I know I know all the stories. I am the CrossFit um historian. Do you know the story how Dave Castro and I met? Hold on, hold on. Just pause that for a second. Um so Wad Zombie says every thousand electric cars that helps get that helps gets undone by one truck in another country. So I think what's interesting about this entire discussion is that um, there are so many anecdotes like this and not that they highlight a solution or that we're onto the wrong solution, but I think they do highlight, highlight the need for nuance um, in this area and in this discussion. And I think there are so many different factors involved. And I think people should, if you have extra time to research stuff, you should look into this because like I said, I think there are a lot of solutions brewing as far as how to control. Um, if you want to look up, look up smart grids and how to control power consumption. Um, and I don't think it's going to be as simple as like, oh, we'll just create electric cars and everything will be okay. It could be as complicated and as uh, negative and endemic as if you have such and such license plate or live in such and such county, here are the days you can drive. Here are the days you cannot drive. Um you know, there's there's some weariness there as far as how the rest of the world and our our country is going to handle climate change. I'm I'm hoping that uh, human ingenuity can outpace um, the stupidity that comes out of our politicians, but uh, we'll see. Anyway, Bezos on nature. So falling in line with our little uh, Biden on gas. Amazon founder Jeff Bezos has said that his Bezos Earth Fund will spend $2 billion restoring landscapes and transforming food systems. So just to give some perspective here, uh, under the Agricultural Improvement Act of 2018, also known as the 2018 Farm Act, the Congressional Budget Office estimates mandatory conservation spending at $29.5 billion over five years, so $6 billion a year. Also, the 2020 President's Budget for Fish and Wildlife Services in the United States is $2.8 billion, so about a billion dollars more than Jeff Bezos' Earth Fund is promising. Uh, in Glasgow, the founder, Jeff Bezos, of the world's biggest online re- retailer, described the experience of traveling on his rocket ship, New Shepard, in July as a revelation of Earth's vulnerability. Oh, geez. Hold oh, on. Let geez. me finish. Let me oh, finish. Geez. Bezos was told that seeing the Earth from space changes the lens <laughs> from which you view the world. But I was, he said he was not prepared for just how much that would be true. Last year, Amazon Employees for Climate Justice. <laughs> I like that that this exists called at the online retail giant to achieve zero emissions by 2030 limit its work with fossil fuel companies. Hey, why are we taking such big shits on large companies? So here's what I was going to say before that would be a little crazy. So let's assume every inch um, of the climate change discussion is true. Then my guess would be the only good way to stop it would be to stop growing the population. So or stop using Amazon, I guess. I don't know. Have you, when you fly over the country, it doesn't look like there's a lot of people. I don't understand why this guy. Um, I I don't understand why this guy thinks that because he got on a ladder and looked at the Earth, that his whole consciousness all of a sudden changed. It might be pretty awesome. I've never been in space, so I'm sure it's very awesome. Yeah, but just because you think it's fragile. Um, I'm not going to go there. Uh, yeah. Okay. Good story. Um, I, it's, well, interesting I mean, to hear, it's interesting to hear that. I, I think that there's a lot of things people can do to help the planet. 
Um, I think that most of it is is to teach people to be better people. And how do you teach people to be better people? Uh, w- you figure out ways to their obedience. Uh, no, uh, keep, oh, find out. Fi- basically, you need to. It, it it cannot be said strong enough that the kids are the future. And if they don't have good parents, then there won't be good kids. And uh, and and that's really that's really the issue for everything. Uh, yeah, no, but Wad Zombie here says uh, California commuters are going to be taxed uh, by the mile. I haven't confirmed this, but um, I think this is a really good example of like, hey, as these new laws and rule come down in terms to reduce carbon emissions or part of the new Green New Deal, like who does that really hurt? I don't think that actually hurts the you know the largest carbon producers on planet Earth. That hurts you know the however many commuters. You know who are just it's trying a to get fucking to their job horrible idea in California. It's well, yeah, it's anyway. abusive. It's a horrible idea. It's fucking abusive. So it's worth thinking about. Um, so here we go. <laughs> yeah, hurts the people who are actually going to work. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, we talked about this in a, a story recently, which was about how California proposed to have all of its um, like lawn care appliances weed whackers, lawnmowers all pushed over to electric power sources and not be combustible engines anymore by a certain date. And that they've started a a fund to help small businesses, but the fund only gives small businesses this nominal amount to change all of their equipment over to these electric sources. So complicated problem for sure. But uh, let's talk about farts. A typical fart is composed of about 59% nitrogen, 21% hydrogen, 9% carbon dioxide. I'm just trying to do my part to reduce emissions. 7% methane and 4% oxygen. Only about 1% of a fart contains hydrogen sulfide gas, which contains sulfur, and sulfur is what makes fart stink. Now, let's talk about cows releasing methane and contributing to global warming. Authors said that despite plans proposals for strong limits on emissions over a decade, we aren't sure that we'll be able to fully get rid of farting cows or airplanes that fast. Cows fart, that contributes to global warming, but cow burps are worse for the climate. Cows are pretty disgusting eaters with methane coming from both ends. This is all horse shit. Nope, cow shit, but most of it comes from burping. Hold on, this is in the, this is Associated Press. Um, One researcher cited that of the methane produced by enteric fermentation in the fore stomach, 95% of it was excreted by a burp and 89% was found excreted through the breath. Italy, an Italy environmental scholar said methane emitted by ruminant livestock accounts for about 5.5% of greenhouse gases that come from human activity. Wait, wait, say that again. Give me those numbers again. Methane emitted from ruminant livestock accounts for about 5.5% of greenhouse gases that come from human activity. I think human activity means because we're raising livestock and um, using livestock to eat and and do whatever livestock do, um, that accounts for 5.5% of greenhouse gases. More than 70% of livestock emissions are from cattle, he said. Um, For all of that green, this is an older article, I think this is two years old, year old. So that's 3%. So that's 3%. Sure. 
Um, for all of that, the Green New Deal does not seek to ban cows or planes as it sets ambitious targets to eliminate most greenhouse gas emissions responsible for global warming by 2030, nine years, eight years. The deal introduced in the House by Democratic Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of New York as a binding resolution, not legislation, proposes massive spending on clean energy and energy efficient buildings and transit. It proposes working collaboratively with farmers to remove pollution and greenhouse gas emissions from agriculture as much as is technologically feasible. Um, And then let's get down to brass tacks here. Does it fart? So here's my solution to reducing climate change. If you see a cow, go out and kill it. Um, Millipedes fart, no doubt discreetly. Several species of herring communicate with each other that way. If you startle a zebra, says the book, it will fart with each stride as it runs away. Flatulent signals a baboon is ready to mate. Same for me. For the bolson pupfish found in Mexico, it's fart or die. They feed on algae that make them buoyant, easy prey near the surface. Farts sink them to safety, so they release their their gas inside to decrease buoyancy. Um, similarly, manatees may let loose when it's time to dive deeply. Whale farts are, of course, epic. Birds and most sea creatures don't fart. Clams clam up, though they've been known to throw up. The jury is out on whether or not spiders fart. More research is needed. So if anybody oh, sees one, let me know. But the hope here is that in preservation of our climate, we get to kill more bugs, which I'm all for. Not me. Bugs are is so important in the food chain. You know what's crazy? I used to. I heard there was like birds were just starting to. We had way less birds than normal in California, and I was kind of tripping on that. And then I started noticing we had fewer insects in California. And if you drive to Los Angeles, and I've talked about this before, you used to see so many birds on the underpasses of the freeways on the five when you go down from San Francisco to L.A. I mean, it was crazy, and now you don't see any none. They're gone. Well, here's what I know why they're gone because the insects are gone and the insects are gone because I don't know why, but it's not good. I thought you were going to do like a big tinfoil hat conspiracy spiral down to like pesticides. Uh, Yes. Aliens are aliens are collecting them and using them for pesticides used for big, you know, like agra and I don't know. I'm going to read this. I'm going to read this to you. Ready? Hit me with it. Birds aren't real. <laughs> Stephen, that's good. It has been estimated that just one of these shipping containers, so a big imagine a big massive shipping container, the length of around six football pitches produces the same amount of pollution as 50 million cars. The emissions from 15 of these mega ships match those emissions of all the cars in the world. And this is not an opinion piece. Okay, I'm done. Just contextualizing the pollution. Yeah, Bruce, I don't, uh, I don't blame Biden for sleeping for the through the COP. I'm sure it was really boring. So neither do he I. Gets a whole pass on that, man. If we were, if any of us were there, I agree. Passed out. We would be blacked out, asleep, snoring. I mean, and how does he stay awake after that? Like, like I used to travel overseas a lot. It's horrible. Brutal. Jet he, lag he is, is real. like 187,000 years old. But again, why we should have an age cap for politicians? So thank you. What I'm that. wondering though is, is I know he's not real and he's just a robot. You know, he's not a real human. He's just a robot. I mean, I, I, I hate that he has better teeth than me. 
and how is it that they can't keep the robot's eyes open? Yeah, I don't blame him for that either, to tell you the don't truth. Mind. Yeah. Like, when I see stuff like that, it's like, dude, let's just focus on just hating him for the right reasons. Yeah, the Not right reasons. He fell yeah. asleep. Who gives a shit? Yeah, lay off the ad hominem attacks. Let's just blast people for policy. Yeah. Anyway. And, um, and, and we would and, and all like, fall asleep. Like, like I would give him points for his wife being pretty, too, if I'm going to make fun of him for falling asleep. Like, and, and, you know, it's like, she is pretty. All right. Yeah. Trees fart. But his son is a douche. And that's worth, him. and that's worth examining. Never met him. So, <clears throat> found this article. <laughs> this is so good. Uh, tree farts contribute about a fifth of greenhouse gases from ghost forests. I just need everybody to read that headline multiple times. I thought uh, trees were good for um, global warming <laughs> and greenhouse gotta, gases. The, the whole title: tree farts and ghost forests. I love it. Anyway. It's like what 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 game. what it, what is this? What what Let uh, me get to publication? It. What publication? Oh, this is a really um, hardcore, well-researched science publication. Okay, scroll back up to the top. What is it? Harvard Harvard Magazine. Science News, independent journalism since 1921. Okay, so you know it's trustworthy. Yep. The findings are helping researchers get a detailed accounting of the planet's carbon budget. And I didn't know our planet was on a carbon budget, but it's about damn time somebody tighten the reins gases released by dead trees dubbed tree farts account for roughly one-fifth of the greenhouse gases emitted by skeletal marshy forests along the coast of north carolina so this is probably an infinitesimal infinitesimally small number there we go while these emissions pale in comparison with other resources an accurate accounting is necessary to get a full picture of where climate warming gases come from oh Okay. Um, the emergence of ghost forests is one of the biggest changes happening in response to sea level rise. As forests convert to wetlands, we expect over long timescales that's going to represent a substantial carbon sink. Since wetlands store more carbon than forests, but in the short term, dead trees decay and stop taking up carbon dioxide through photosynthesis, which you were saying, Savon, trees should be good for this process. So that's going to be a major greenhouse gas source. We're just talking about one-fifth of greenhouse gases emitted by marshy forests along the coast of North Carolina, now leading to be a major greenhouse gas source. Soils gave off most of the greenhouse gases from the ghost forests. In the grand scheme of carbon emissions, this is the best line, ghost forests role may be minor. Tree farts, for instance, have nothing on cow burps. A single dairy wow. cow can emit... Up to 27 grams of methane, a far more potent greenhouse gas than CO2 per hour. If I ever see a vegetarian burping, I'm going to slap them. <laughs> Just going to say that. Yeah. Um, Just so, say, hey, was that a cow fart? Yeah. Be like, what are you doing contributing to global warming? <sighs> anyway. You really, you really went into the fart thing and the global just, warming thing this week. I just, um, I, I've heard a lot of people talking about like, don't eat meat, methane, cows, creates global warming, they fart. And so I just, I don't know. You just want to get to the root of it all. Have you put on any followers since you started doing this show? I've lost more followers in the last two years. than, But I do get really interesting comments and um, comments and discussions and DMs now. So, oh, this is a good one. Barbelljobs.com. Yeah, I need it. I need it. Barbelljobs. I'll, uh, I'll shoot you guys my resume. Um, 
there's something I want to say, but I forget which CrossFit athlete has the smelliest farts. I actually asked Hopper today, which is interesting, that if you have to fart and you're out there, like, do you try to hold it in? And he said no. And uh, it, absolutely not, right? I mean, let me ask you as a former athlete. Like, if you had to fart and you were, like, in between, like, your girl, who were your girls? Like, you, you competed with Tasia? No, no, before with? that, before that. Who'd you, who were the chicks on your team? Um, Kristen Raffitt, Ellie Cabord. Like, would you just be doing thrusters no, and just, and just Mindy, fart? Yeah. One, you just Mindy fart, Barber. right? You, you don't do Belinda. anything to, you don't do anything to hurt. It took you too long to say their names. Uh, you didn't do anything like to hold it in, right? No, I let it, let it loose constantly. In the name of, um, in the name of just getting the best score. Yeah, that didn't matter. Did you ever hear Rich fart? I felt guilty. He doesn't fart, man. Oh, sorry. My bad. Um, he's. Hey, do you know anything that you can just eat and like within an hour, you'll just be f- like farting a storm? Anything with canola oil immediately, immediately. And uh, cheese immediately. Really? Yep. Like that. It's true. All right. right. How about anything? Any comments are out of control. We got to move on. Okay, go. They're out of control. Uh, That's it. That's all I got on global warming and (laughs) methane gases. (laughs) 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 Oh, these comments! Stop, you guys. Be cool, man. This motocross Mike just start comes in and starts swinging haymakers. (laughs) I'm fucking wearing a fucking collared shirt, knuckleheads. (laughs) Okay. Carrie Pierce says goodbye to competitive CrossFit. It's actually a nice little write-up. November 2014, after finishing her college gymnastics career and working as a personal trainer in New York, she was asked to help coach gymnastics to CrossFit athletes. She'd spent 18 years as a competitive gymnast, winning four Big Ten championships on the University of Michigan varsity team, and then just crushing it in CrossFit. After retiring from gymnastics, she dabbled with powerlifting, didn't like that. Tried physique competition, did some weightlifting, but when she found CrossFit, she felt at home. She said, I felt comfortable in my own skin, comfortable being muscular and strong, and proud to show off my body I work so hard for. She says, the Murph event that she won at the games was a pivotal moment during the first games. Wasn't a great runner and definitely not as mentally tough as she is today. And remember doing the mile run and being tempted to walk or just stop altogether. At one point, she said, I was like, maybe I can fake an injury so I can just stop. What carried her through the event were the thousands of screaming fans cheering her on. And the moment on the one mile run during Murph, she realized how important they would be to my newly forming CrossFit career. Seven years later, she's more appreciative of the fans in the worldwide CrossFit community. And she's ready, she says, her heart is smiling, ready to move on from competition and focus on my quickly growing brand, Power Abs, and help others reach their fitness goals. That's just a oh, nice wow. Wow, so, wow. Is there a Power Abs website? Yeah, pull it up. That's her um her her workouts are out of control, but it, it maybe starts to explain why she has epically jacked abs. Uh how do you know her workouts are out of control? Because you went I've done uh, a couple, yeah. I want I want abs that look like that. There's nothing wrong with that. Are we looking at did, did did he put up a picture? I was I was researching some shit. I was somewhere else. Yeah, I could tell. You could tell? Yeah, you were yeah, yeah, I could tell you were somewhere else. Did he put up a picture of her abs? How would you like abs like this? I'd fucking love it, Carrie Pierce. Yeah. Yep. 
and I get to win five hundred dollars in cash. What 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 website is that? Um, Asusa. It's power powerabs.com and it's our uh, piercepointers.com is the other one as well. But if you just Google search power apps, uh, it'll come up right away. First one. Barbelljobs.com. Okay. The, rainy, well, the cool. reigning fittest woman in the US champ. That's cool. I guess uh, now that she's retired, I guess I don't have to have her on the podcast. I was going to have her on the podcast. But you definitely should have her on the podcast. No, she retired. I don't, well, I was going to say you have me on the podcast. I don't consider myself retired, but because I never did it like professionally. So how did you meet Dave? I met Dave after the 2010 sectionals or qual, whatever we were calling them at the time in Albany, New York. I met him at dinner um, after that event. And that's when I used to wear capris um, when I would compete. Oh, I remember that. That was really odd. Oh, I remember that. I think he asked me if I was out from outside of the U.S. because he was like, I don't really see a lot of guys in the U.S. wear capris. And I just really yes. like the way they feel on your knees. So they just make sense to me. What, you like the way capris feel on your knees? What, what it was capris have anything to do with your knees? They, I they just thought, I your just ankles. Like, yeah, but I just like the way they feel on your on your knees. That's why I used to love wearing like long basketball that, shorts too. That the, why wouldn't you just wear pants? Capris are basically just Because they cover gloves. up too much. You can't work out and you can't compete in, in pants. Well, my kids wear my kids wear capris, so yeah, they get it. I don't know why I'm getting all, no, no. That was because of my choice, but but I don't approve of you wearing them. I don't care. You stuck all my cigars up your butt. I don't give a shit what you think, man. I'm reading. I'm reading this article that came out January thirteenth, two thousand twenty-one. I guess that's pretty old, and it's called "Battle of the Coaches: Shane Orr versus Ben Bergeron." People love doing stuff like that. I think Darren Hunsucker is the most winningest coach of all time. Let's get that out there. <clears throat> the coach of the Mayhem team for pretty much every single win. Participated really, on the Mayhem team. I mean, come on. Been, he's he's really been Rich's coach. He was Rich's coach forever. So, I mean, I think he's the – I think he is the winning – he is the guy. No. Yes. I don't think he's really a coach. Check is the he? stats. He's but listed he? as his coach. All right. Gave me good advice. He did? Yeah. Forwarding an email to my wife right now. I can tell. I, I'm, I can't believe I'm fucking multitasking. This new show is really killing you, huh? Oh shit! Did you see the picture I used for you for the new show? No, I didn't. Is it good? I like it. It's, it's your back, and it shows you kissing a dog. And once again, I've misrepresented saying someone will be here who's not. What is um? Let me see the picture. Uh, I don't want to take Suze's job away from him. Um. Ab Will Branstetter, thoughts on CrossFit reducing the age group divisions to 10 athletes and Dave saying they want to remove age group, et cetera, from the games and make new event in the future. Personally, Will, uh, I would like this. Um, and the reason I would like this is because I think it would allow spectators and family members who come watch age group athletes to go watch and only pay for that event. And um, I don't know. I think it would be a nice draw for them and it would allow them to put more resources to, um, Oh yeah, that's Theo. She's a great dog. So those are my thoughts on it. I kind of like the idea of it. Any more news stories? I got a lot more news stories. Oh, let's do it. Shit. I'm ready to roll. <laughs> what? 
Mikey Swoosh's complaint is, is it valid? I don't. Um, but Shelly retires as well. So on November 2nd, 2021, wow. that's today, Alessandra Pacelli announced her retirement from competitive CrossFit in a post on her Instagram page. Since hey, her- so so wait a second. So Holta, Alessandra Pacelli, Carrie Peters all retired. Is Pan-check. this kind of like, Panchik, is this kind of like someone, is this kind of like your neighbors getting a divorce and you're like, hmm. About damn maybe, time. Maybe I'm a dump my bitch too. <laughs> Is it like that? Hey, or my, you, or you my know, bastard. Do you know that phenomenon, Hobart? Do you roll with have you, do you roll with any couples where someone gets a divorce or someone cheats? Like like there's I have like, some I have some friends who got divorces, yeah. And it's crazy how it kind of rocks the boat. The cheating thing is really weird, right? So there's like there's like let's say there's like 10 couples, and not that you guys all hang out all together, but it's some way or another throughout the year your paths are always crossing whether it's like you know at the gym or at christmas parties some come to your house on a regular basis some you go to their house but all and some are like like it just turns into a big swinger gangbanger no 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 and and like there's you know there's those people like who are like more social than other people like we have couples that come to our house and hang out but they they go to other people's house who we're kind of friends with but we're not friends with and they're like they so anyway and then all of a sudden you find out like one of the dudes was cheating on the chick or the chick was cheating on the dude and it just sends this uneasy ripple through the whole tribe you have you haven't experienced that yet (laughs) no all of a sudden, dudes are just like, yo, what the fuck? Is my chick cheating on me? And the chicks are like, yo, is my dude cheating? No, okay. Well. What is that phenomenon called? I don't know. I, unfortunately, me and my wife have been together so long, like we, we just kind of got to witness it. And and I understand it, but we didn't get we didn't get swept up in it. But I understand it. It's the same thing if like if like um uh you and your wife like hung out with a couple who just had a married kid all of us or just had a kid, you would start wanting to have a kid too. Like your wife's like vagina would get in tune with the other lady's vagina, or she'd see the the lady breastfeeding and then she'd want to try it and like stuff like that. It's like just stuff like it's, it, it's, it's metaphysical stuff. Hobart can't be mm. talked about or touched. It can't, I mean, it can't be touched. It can only be talked about. I try not to think that hard, man. You really like you, you took that to a level of psychology and insight that I wasn't prepared to go to. This is not a superficial show. I just spent 20 minutes talking about farts. Um, since her CrossFit Games debut in 2012 as part of Team Diablo CrossFit in Neho, she competed at the Games as an individual on eight separate occasions since 2020, 2013. Pacelli's best CrossFit Games finish came in 2013 when she barely missed the podium via fourth place overall rank. Her future is likely to involve CrossFit in some capacity, but how specifically is still up in the air. She's not sure yet how her next decade looks. But we'll definitely approach it with the same passion, drive, and commitment that she gave to CrossFit. In this last year, we've also seen Pancheck and Holte retire. I, um, I, Ronda Rousey went to the Olympics, and I think she won the silver in judo. And I think that the story is is that she was so broke when she came back, she sold her silver medal. Do you know if that's true, Sousa? Off the top of your head, you don't have to look. Oh, oh, I thought you meant like physically body broken. You meant poor. No, no, broken financially. And 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 then and she happened to just the UFC. I don't know. I don't know what her story is with getting to the UFC, but she came to the UFC and she was a superstar and she, you know, she really, really kind of led the way for women in MMA. And I'm assuming to this day that she saved her money and she's rich. My thought, my point is this. I you just mentioned like, I don't know what their financial situation is, but you just mentioned some insane world-class athletes. 
Kristen Holta, Al- Alessandra Pacelli, and Carrie Pierce. I mean, like, anywhere they go, they're the fittest person. They're the fittest person anywhere. Those are, those, there are workouts that one on one, those girls can beat Tia Tumian. And I, I just wonder, like, what, what, like, man, they've invested so much. What do they do from here? I mean, I hope Carrie Pierce's ab thing is killing it and she's filthy rich and they get to do what they love. But, like, what do they do? What do they do from here? I mean, they were it's basically, hard to say because you don't know what they're what they've been up to on the side. I mean, like right. Annie, Annie and Katrin are making headphones now. You know, uh, Annie and Katrin are a little different because they have these massive followings and they yeah. won the games and they were able. They had a little more. Uh, they still had to. They still have to parlay though their wins. No one's getting. I mean, look at look at Matt. I mean, he's not getting rich off of his games winnings. It's he's had to parlay that into grabbing his ankles for the buttery bros. You know what I mean? Like he's he's he has to parlay that. He has to, he, he's got a, a a protein drink with the buttery bros. I mean, they go to barbelljobs.com. That is correct. They they do go to barbelljobs.com. Right here. <laughs> oh, man. I bet Wad Zombie gets a lot of followers off this show. Um, I hope I, so. It's the only meme account I follow. It's the only meme account I follow. I mean, I was a mediocre CrossFit Games athlete at best, and um, I was pretty pretty cognizant of that. And throughout that entire time, I was very focused on – continually trying to build something of what I could do next. And I was fortunate that I liked, really liked coaching in CrossFit and I was around people who could help make me better at it. Didn't you go to law school, Hobart? I did go to law school. Yeah. Didn't you take the bar? I did not take the bar. Oh, I hopefully will. Will someday. I'd like to. They start selling their farts. Ah, boom. Hey, soon they're going to be able to sell their Twitter, their Twitter post. Isn't that what NFTs are? Like somehow you sell your Twitter post. Sort of, yeah. Tesla stock. Someone who's not hurting for money. Elon Musk. Mm. Shares of Tesla Incorporated tumbled almost 4% in midday trading on Tuesday after the CEO and founder Elon Musk tweeted that a contract to sell 100,000 Teslas to Hertz had not been signed, suggesting the deal had not been finalized. It'll be fine tomorrow. Um, the Tesla Silicon Valley Club tweeted an image of a graph showing Tesla's 8.5% gain that day and thanked Musk. Musk tweeted a reply about six hours later. You're welcome. If any of this is based on Hertz, I'd like to emphasize that no contract has been signed yet. And that led to the 4% drop. As we announced last week, Hertz has made an initial order of 100,000 Tesla electric vehicles by the end of 2022 and is investing in new EV charging infrastructure across the company's global operations, the company said in email. Deliveries of Teslas already have started, and consumer reaction to our commitment to lead in electrification, what a great new buzzword. God, that's my favorite. Lead in electrification has been beyond our expectations. Hertz first announced the deal just more than a week ago, one of the largest purchases of battery-powered cars in history. Financial details of the deal, such as how Hertz was paying per car or the total price, were not revealed at the time because Hertz went bankrupt. If Hertz were to pay the full $40,000 retail price for each Model 3, it would make the deal worth around $4 billion to the automaker. Hertz... If they do a deal with Tesla, will instantly be recognized as part of the EV electrification revolution, not the problem. Like those 
farty cows and trees. Shares of the test of Tesla fell. Because electricity just comes from the sky. You don't need to do anything to get electricity. It does, you just you just electric rub, car, you rub paper together. Yeah, electric cars they they're good for the environment because you just plug them in the wall and they don't make any pollution. Bam. Shares of Tesla fell 3.6% in midday trading Tuesday to about $1,100 per share. So is your chance to get out there and buy some Tesla stocks, people? Um, so when you say that they haven't signed the contract, it's like, hey, they went to Amazon, the, the CEO of Hertz, um, wh- whoever that is. Can you pull a picture of him, Susan, if you can? Um, the CEO of Hertz goes over to uh, Amazon.com and he puts 100,000 Teslas in his shopping cart. And um, he hasn't he just hasn't put his credit card number in yet. But we know that they're in his shopping cart. I mean, is that is that? Is that how the rest of us idiots are supposed to interpret like the contract? Yeah, he might even be paying it? cash and he's just still counting it out on the uh, – to the, yes. Yes. You guys want to hear a story about the CrossFit Journal or do you guys want to look at the picture of the – oh, Paul Stone. Yeah, Paul. Paul, go back to – I hope that I hope Amazon sent you an email reminding you that you left 100,000 Teslas in your uh, shopping cart. <laughs> Elon's such a strategist, though. He might just have done that to put pressure on them to actually go through and, se- and sign the deal, too. Or he was just stoned. But but I like your I like or your both. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lay it on us. So, so the CrossFit Journal was started by Greg Glassman at a very, very, very early. It is basically the start of CrossFit. So Greg basically was like, "Hey, uh, I have these these articles I want to write, and I and I want to make some money um, because I'm tired of fucking not having a car and riding my bike to work. So I'm going to start writing these articles." And he started writing these articles, and then he would print them out once a month and and he would sell them to people or he'd send them a PDF and they would print them out. And that's what he did. And the subscription, I forget what it was. It was $25 a year, $25 a month or some shit like that. And for the first year, a couple of years, he wrote all of the articles himself. Greg wrote every single fucking article. And he did that at a coffee shop. Um, he, uh, and he wrote what is fitness here. He made, he defined fitness here at a coffee shop right down the street from my house. It's called like the ugly mug. I don't go there anymore because they have a huge BLL BLM sign and they believe in genders. And it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a place where they don't believe in free speech. Um, they're racist and they're homophobic under the guise of not. So I don't go to that coffee shop anymore. But anyway, so that's where CrossFit was basically started and it was started through this journal this CrossFit journal. And over the years, when I came on board in 2000, end of 2006, begin 2007, Tony, but uh, a guy named Eddie Lugo was actually, who's a SEAL. I think he was a SEAL team six operator was actually in charge of the CrossFit journal. And there were tons of SEALs around then tons. And, um, t- I think Tony, Tony Bonnie was running media. He just sort of taken over from Lauren. The, the, co- the company was kind of just finding itself at that point. There were like between 200 and 300 gyms around the world. And I think Greg and Lauren had just moved from Santa Cruz to, uh, Arizona so that they could afford to buy a house. Cause the, the shithole they lived in, there was a completely dilapidated piece one bedroom piece of shit was $800,000. And, uh, and they bought a brand new home in Arizona for 300,000. And that's when there were 300 gyms. So that's when I came on and I started making content um, for the journal. And um, and by then the journal wasn't – actually it would still be sent out as a PDF every month. And you could either read the PDF as a in your 
as a file on your computer that you downloaded from an email you got, or you could print it out and take it to your gym. And that's kind of what Greg wanted. And, but we had started making videos for the journal and the videos would be, we would just go, we would go to an L one and it would be Hobart teaching someone how to do the squat. And that part would be free. And then when Hobart would say, let me give you some pointers if you're having trouble fixing your squat and that part would cost, then the video would cut off and only people who were journal subscribers could get that part. And then he would do like squat therapy with them. He'd put them up against a wall and they would squat with their hands up to make sure that, and try not to touch the wall or fall back. And so, so in, in that, what that was, was, is Greg wanted to make sure that we were constantly giving away free content that added value to people. That was his idea. And we published that stuff every single day and the journal just kept building and building and building. And then this fucking idiot who worked there, who was head of our IT department, I'm sorry, honey, my wife told me to stop calling people idiots. I just can't help it. This guy who who ran the IT department who had, you know, $30 million in the bank, was independently wealthy, had tons of fucking money, and he worked there with Greg. He's actually one of the people that helped start CrossFit because he actually helped get Greg a computer that Greg could start publishing to the web with. But this guy, when you have people who are already independently wealthy working in a company that's a startup, it's no bueno, no bueno. They're the laziest piece of shit. And this guy was (sighs) – could go on about how bad he was. But – um. Uh, so he talked Greg, him and Tony budding talked Greg into making the journal free. 95% of the content in the journal was already free and it made a couple million dollars a year. And they talked Greg into making it free because, because, um, they believed in open source. Do you know? I don't know if you guys have ever seen the free newspapers or free magazines that are scattered all over the United States, but they have one or two articles in them, and the rest of them are selling cocaine, or, uh, imitation cocaine, imitation marijuana, and blowjobs by any gender of your imagination. And that's what those things are full of. It's like the San Francisco blah, 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 or the Santa Cruz blah, blah, blah. And we had joined those ranks by giving away our shit for free. Anything that's worth anything is not free. And if people want to pay for stuff, you have to put – if something's going to have value, you have to put a value to it. It's like when Eckhart Tolle, for those of you who know who he is, when he used to go around and speak for free, he couldn't fill an auditorium. The second he started charging $200 a talk, sell out you know, 5,000 uh, people auditoriums. It has to be some cost, and 95% of everything was free anyway. And not only that, this was just a small company. It was significant coin. Anyway, so eventually I became the head of the media department. And I built the paywall back. And there were some employees who were so upset that I built them the paywall back. But I built the paywall back. Let me remind you again and reiterate, 95% of the journal was still free. And I'm and I'm being I actually think it was 99%, but 95% was still free. And so the journal was free. Uh, the, I built the paywall up, and we started charging for the journal again. And in short time, it was making a couple million dollars a year. And we gave a year free to anyone who took their L1. And, 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 and we wanted it to be free for all the affiliates, but we hadn't figured out a way to give them tokens for that yet. And anyway, it was building. And basically, my goal for making the journal cost money was Greg used to tell us that we're a media company. And so what I wanted to make sure is that the journal made enough money so that if anything ever happened, like a pandemic – like an imaginary pandemic that the journal would be making enough money that the, that the filmmakers and the journalists and all the people contributing to the journal didn't need to live off of CrossFit Inc and be subsidized by it, but, but that the journal actually carried its, it made enough money to support all the people who work there. 
even though 95% of it was free. So what were we charging for in there? Game shit, the documentaries, the road to the games, the behind the scenes. That's the stuff we put back there to make money. But all the stuff that made people healthy was basically for free. I then had an OTT built. Does anyone know what that is? That's Apple TV. That's um, uh, um, um, Amazon Fire. Um, what's the other one? Uh, starts with a K. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's basically those boxes that you hook up to your TV and you can watch stuff. Those of you guys, people know what Apple TV is. And I had an OTT built. What is that? That's an app for CrossFit. I also had an app built for the phone. And basically the way the app worked for CrossFit is it was it was everything that we've ever published, more than 10,000 videos and articles you could watch on your TV set. This is, this is about – it was completely done, set up. It was seamless. It was dope. This is about three months before the COVID crisis happened. And the – Dumb fuck CEO who was in charge at the time didn't let me launch it. So I have it on my TV. I still have it on my TV to this day. I have five or six other people have it, but he didn't let me launch it. Not only that, I solidified with Gravitas Films a, a, a contract that if if that looked like over five years it was going to bring in $30 million. We were basically going to let Anyone who wanted, who had an OTT, whether it be like LG TV sets or there's like 30 OTTs in the world. And by the way, countries like um, Japan, 95% of all the content that's watched there is on OTT. So you wonder why CrossFit's not big there. Well, because we don't make anything for the OTT. Anyway, there's, um, then, then the, they, they killed the idea. They didn't let me go forward with it. We spent the money. We built this thing. And then – this the, the the pandemic happened and people were locked in their homes for two years. I, I'm trying to like condense the story. I know some of this might be a little bit of uh, 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 hyperbole, but I'm it would have been a great time to watch some journal content, don't you think? Damn, I would have loved that, dude. All of that shit that Greg wanted to do with fucking the old people squatting. It could have been just right on anyone's TV set. Like it. <laughs> Yeah, maybe not the those videos, maybe not. But. but but for those people, you know what I'm saying. You wouldn't have watched those, but those were perfect for those people. Yeah, I mean, I just that, anything. I like, I like, anyway, so I like that's the general idea. And and so basically, instead, what happened was the CEO at that time buried the journal. They wanted to get rid of everything that was made in the past, and they basically wanted to hit the reset button on it. And so to this day, and I have no idea what the current administration is doing by the regime is doing by keeping it hidden, but basically to this day, that shit's basically hidden. And I mean, you can find it if you dig around on Google and the Wayback Machine and stuff like that. But um, that's, uh, and just and just so you know, that's one of the ways I met Matt Souza, the producer of the show and the owner of CrossFit Livermore, because he said to me, he said, hey, I'm just going to, I'm going to start a podcast. I said, oh, cool. That's awesome. And he goes, you know what it's going to be? I said, no. He goes, I'm going to read old Greg Glassman journal articles and then publish them. So instead for people like me who don't want to read, they just want to listen to audiobooks. I'm like, fuck, that's awesome. And he's like, do I have to worry about stealing it? I'm like, nah, fucking worry about it. When the, if the lawyers contact you, just, just text me and I'll try to figure it out for you. Are those still up, Sousa? Yeah. And since you uh, mentioned it the first time, I get updates and they actually got some traction again, which is pretty oh, cool. cool. Where is it? How do people find those? You can just, uh, just Google search, uh, what is fitness audio, audio version? And that'll bring it up to the CrossFit Journal audio. And you can just search that there under that. 
You're a good dude. Anyway, so that so where's the journal today? I've just basically told you the history of the journal. So that's the journal. The journal's just buried somewhere. It's a shame. It, the, the, I, I guarantee you nine out of ten, and this is why the L1's so amazing. This is why Nicole Carroll's so amazing, Dave Castro, uh, all the L1 trainers, Greg Glassman and stuff. You will, you will meet people. I remember the one of the first people I ever met did it. He was a physiology uh, degree. He had a physiology degree, a kinesiology degree. He was the strength and conditioning coach at Tennessee Tech, where I met Rich. I want to remember his name. Do you remember that guy's name, Hobart? Kip Rip, three Chip, letter name. Chip Pugh. Chip, Chip Pugh. And I remember him telling me when I was there filming, I learned more in my two days at my L1, and I learned more from the CrossFit Journal than anything even close to what I learned at the four years that I went to college here. And I've heard since then, I've heard that fucking a thousand fucking times, no exaggeration. And it's like, uh, you know, what really sucks. You know, I'm going to tell you what really sucks. Hobart hit me with it. I've been waiting for it. I have all these people on my podcast, people I really like, and I invite them to come onto my podcast and I go through their Instagram account. And I see the dumb shit they posted around the Black Lives Matter and the Greg Glassman incident and the falling of fucking his 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 shit. And, and fuck you guys. You guys fucked yourself and he's rich as fuck. But I see what you guys posted about him and you're just fucking idiot drones who fucking have fallen asleep at the wheel and believe the hype. You fucking killed your Jesus. I could dig up in 10 – you give me 10 minutes inside of one of your houses and I'll find something worse. Your husband watches fucking porn that fucking makes Greg Glassman look like a saint. And it just hurts me. It hurts me because I like I see I have these great people on my podcast and they didn't need to do that. They didn't need to lash out at him like that. It, it, it was uh, – I, everything's fine. I'm glad everything happened the way it did. I'm happy. He's happy. The world's blah, blah, blah. The world's not happy. But like, man, you guys, go back and erase that shit. You don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. You don't have no idea. You have no idea what happened. That fucking dumb bitch up north, that affiliate owner, who's not even an affiliate when she said it, she accused him of being racist, and he stood up for himself. And now look at her gym. It's a segregationist gym. They got rainbow flags everywhere, but you can't train there unless you're vaccinated. Who's the fucking Nazi now? Pull up the banner, Sousa. Thank you. My neighbor has a gay flag up. I fucking love it. Every time I go by, I fucking give the dude a yeah, baby. I know that's not. I know. I know what you're saying. Yeah, barbelljobs.com. Okay, takeaway is coffee, Colin Lawrence. Colin, where you been? Can't just come in in the middle of the show and talking shit, you hoe. (laughs) Hey, Sevan's the only Jewish guy I know is broke. That and I ain't Jewish and I ain't broke. But I married a Jew. Uh, okay, go ahead. Um, I got a new I got a new coffee maker. The coffee's so fucking strong. What'd you get for a coffee maker? I got a Phillips. I got a Phillips. I'm slumming it. I'm slumming it. But clearly but it's, put, it's working. Yeah, you pour you the drinking, beans. You good dudes? Uh still drinking good dudes. Yeah, I made uh I made a video supporting good dudes today. I still pay for that expensive ass shit, but it's so strong. Um you pour the beans in the top. This one's gangster. It's it's a nice it's it's twelve hundred bucks at Best Buy. Oh, that's expensive. But I don't know. Is that expensive for coffee makers? I don't know. Not when you ball. I mean, if you're... It's more, if you're, it's more expensive if you're, than a Mr. Coffee. 
If you're a poor Jew, it's expensive. But if you're a rich Armenian, it's fucking. Everybody's. I don't really. I think coffee tastes like crap. But everybody's been telling me you can do the hand grind in the AeroPress, 175, 180 degrees, lower temp. That's that's what I'm told by the coffee aficionados. They're lying. No yeah. one likes coffee. No one likes coffee. There you go. Thank goodness. I'm so glad to hear that. Oral sex is better than coffee. Agreed. How do you know you hate coffee? <laughs> but I've had. Uh, Josh, I would never ask Josh about a coffee machine. Uh, he does the AeroPress. I'm in Maybe rehab. He does espresso. I'm in rehab uh, with my love for Turkish people. You watch it, motocross, Mike. White trash, motherfucker. Okay, sorry. Now I'm out of control. <laughs> yeah. You got fired up there, man. Yeah, it's just, man, we were on a roll. We were going to, we had, we had taken CrossFit to the moon and we were getting ready to go to Mars. Blue Origin. Okay, Blue Origin. Let's go. No, that was you. <clears throat> oh, yeah. That was you. Yeah. Um, Zillow, Seattle online real estate giant today, said it will shut down Zillow Offers, its iBuying program that aims to digitize and accelerate the home buying experience. Um, approximately 25% or about 2,000 people will be laid off as a result of Zillow's offers closing. The company will take a write down of more than $500 million related to the shutdown. Zillow, Zillow used algorithms to buy homes from their owners, make light repairs, and then put them back on the market. They set an ambitious goal to sell, excuse me, seeking to buy 5,000 homes a month by 2024. They noted that the labor shortage and supply chain issues that led to Zillow's decision earlier this month to temporarily pause purchasing new contracts to buy homes via Zillow offers for the rest of the year. Also, Zillow was only able to convert 10% of serious sellers who asked for an offer via Zillow Offers. They believe that there are better, broader, less risky, more brand-aligned ways of enabling all of our customers who want to move. Before today, our seller offering was overly focused on Zillow Offers and was able to serve only a small number of the available customer set. Going forward, rather than having to buy a customer's home to help her sell, we are now simply going to help them move. We will expand our view and explore a marketplace of scalable selling solutions that give certainty, convenience, choice, simplicity, and speed, all while addressing the broader community for Zillow. Importantly, we now plan to focus our offerings on asset and capital light solutions with an open mind as we explore providing these solutions ourselves. This They just made a dumb business decision and laid off a lot of people. Uh did I understand that article correctly? Zillow was about to launch a program that would allow them to buy homes cheap and then they were going to flip them or they were going to, they were going to get into the flipping business. Yeah, it's about dead on. Uh, Sorry. Before I come back to that, I have a little concern, Sousa. Um, Is the Emily Abbott podcast lost? How come so many people are having trouble finding it? I don't know. Let me, let me check it out. Let me see what I can. No, it looks like it's going. I'm going to get in trouble for this. I know I'm going to get in trouble for this. Here we go, though. Fuck it. I don't care. I want to show you guys something. Oh, boy. Won't get you in trouble, Hobart. Don't worry. Just me. Yeah, I mean. Can you see? Uh, oh, the guess that those are the first words I've said for this. Yeah. Is why are you doing this? I. Seven. No, no. Can but you like, hear it? I haven't heard any. Like, I get up. You're not supposed to hear her. You're supposed to look at her. Can you what? hear it? 
I, you, you, you muted it. I could hear it. Now it's gone. Yeah. yeah I, I muted her. You got to, you, cause you don't want to hear us talk. You got to go listen to it, but, but just look at her. Doesn't she look cool as shit? Well, she's got a good setup. <laughs> that's not, that's no way to talk about a woman's body, Hobart. <laughs> no, that's, dis- that's despicable, buddy. Cancel me. Despicable. That's disp- she is so cool. She doesn't look as pale as I do. Oh man. Yeah. She's a redhead with the tan. She got your skin. <laughs> Gosh. Hey, and I had and I had to and I had to fucking I had to get off the podcast because I had to pee like I do now and I um I had to take my kids to the skate park. It's always my kids. I think that every podcast should be 90 minutes and then I, I get cool people and I'm screwed. All right, well I got two more stories we can end on. Okay, or one. Okay. We could just end on this one. Okay. Cuz I, I think it'll pee. really piss you off. Or maybe the Disney one. Two more. Okay, I got to pee. Can it, what, what can we do so I can pee? Can someone call and talk to Hobart? Okay, go Hobart. No good or bad food. The American Heart Association released a new scientific statement on Tuesday that encourages everyone to focus on their overall dietary patterns, to take care of their tickers rather than zeroing in on foods, ingredients, and drinks that are good or bad for their hearts. They concede that adopting heart-healthy eating habits such as choosing the fish entree over the steak at a restaurant or opting for brown rice instead of fried white rice from your favorite Chinese takeout joint may feel strange at first. It might take a little planning, however, after the first few times, it can become routine. Balance food and calorie intake with physical activity to maintain a healthy weight. Choose a wide variety of fruits and vegetables, eat plenty of produce, get a full range of nutrients from food rather than from supplements. Choose whole grains and other foods made up of mostly whole grains, such as whole wheat, oatmeal, brown rice, and popcorn. Include healthy sources of lean and or high fiber proteins, such as plant proteins, nuts and legumes, fish or seafood, low fat or non-dairy, lean cuts of meat and lit, <clears throat> excuse me, limit red and processed meats. Hold on. Why, why non-fat? Why non-fat? Causes heart, heart disease. Oh. Read a book, man. Hey. Use liquid non-tropical plant oils, such as olive or sunflower oils. Choose minimal. I, 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 no, 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 no. Come on. No. I'm trying to help you out here. No, Choose no, min- no, no. You'll no. like this one. Choose no. minimally processed foods, such as a bag of salad, roasted or unsalted nuts, rather than ultra processed foods, such as sugary cereal, potato chips, or smoked sausage as much as possible. Mm, Minimize sausage. eating and drinking food and beverages with added sugars. Choose or prepare foods with little or no salt. Limit alcohol consumption. And if you don't drink, don't starve. Apply this guidance no matter where food is prepared or consumed, such as whether you're at home, dining, out, or ordering takeout. I admire the fact you don't drink coffee. No, I do drink coffee. I like caffeine. I just think it tastes like crap. Oh. oh. Caffeine's addictive. That's how I know it's really addictive because I still drink it and I've never had a cup of coffee. I've thought to myself, oh, wow, this is really delicious. I don't think it's addictive. Okay. How do you define have you ever, have you ever been addicted to something? Caffeine. Uh, um. Yeah. No, I've never really been addicted to any other substances. Well, what's interesting about caffeine is when I stop drinking caffeine, I get a headache. And so there is that – There's a, I guess that's a physical addiction. But when you quit um, cigarettes, um, when you quit nicotine, uh, it's it's brutal, dude. It's brutal. It's like shakes and it's – Yeah, my mom said it was really, really, really bad. 
It's so nicotine is so rough, dude. It's so rough. I mean, I, I don't, I don't the Abbott podcast under Sevon's videos, but when I pull up my YouTube history, I see the podcast. Look at Kimberly. Look at look at Selena Gomez. Follow is watching the show under a different name, Kimberly R- Rosales. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, it was a couple months he didn't make it a year. That's true. That's true. Someone tried to quit coffee for a year and didn't succeed. That's true. That's true. That was hard too. That was hard to kind of face the facts on that. Harder than nicotine. No, no, I just mean like face the public. Like, you know what I mean? Like I was like, I, my, I pride myself and like, I'm doing this and I'm sticking to it and like, do you, eat a dick and, but that do you one, think just, it was, do you think it was hard because of how prevalent it is or like you're just at home by yourself and just really jonesing or is it just the fact that everyone's like, let's go out for a coffee and just the rich, the social ritual around it? No, it, that, um, that was, I got that way around drinking, but drinking was so easy for me to stop. Um, uh, nicotine it was just all physical like it was like physically just hard on me uh, and then the mental came later like weeks later uh, but coffee was I just I'm I don't know if I fucked myself up or what but like I'm just happier when I'm on coffee yeah I just my, my whole body everything feels better <laughs> you can face the public in, in that, that idiotic, idiotic vest. Vest. <laughs> brutal oh man uh, Hey, I haven't called just so you know, you sent me a text message the other day and I haven't opened it because um, you're like one of those people I want to like make sure I respond to you. And by the way, don't get all fucking excited either because I haven't put your name in my phone yet. So you still come in just as a phone number. So like don't I mean, just because you can text me, don't get all in your fucking high horse. You get that Hobart like someone you ever ever do that? Like I keep I keep so many people on numbers. Yeah, it's like uh, I'm not ready. I, I, it's like I don't want to see you in your boxer shorts yet. But sometimes it sometimes it messes you up, right? Because then I'll need somebody. To, yes, uh, text me and I have to talk to them. I'm like, fuck, I don't remember whose number this is. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. One more. Yeah, please, please. All right, here we go. So I got pizza. Oh, Mehmed, I want to say something. Like, so this this guy's helping me with this guy's Turkish Hobart, and he's helping me with my. Uh, with my racism towards Turkish people because of the way I was raised to dislike Turkish people because of the conflict between Armenians and Mehmed is like, he's part of my uh, recovery plan. Uh, do you feel uh, Mehmed meet Hobart, Hobart meet Mehmed. Um, do you feel better with any <laughs> good dude, Hobart? Do you feel better with any coffee or it has to be good dude? So look, that's so interesting. So I have this coffee. It's called strong coffee. I had the owner of the CEO and founder of the show on my podcast. And he makes a drink that does not, it's, it's, um, it's a latte drink and it does not fit in the food profile of what I preach. So I don't talk about it very often, but I do have it as a treat once in a while. And I have it with whole milk. When my coffee maker broke, I didn't have a coffee maker for a day. I substituted it, all the coffee I drink all day with this strong coffee, this brand called strong coffee. And that day I got a headache. Which means that whatever's in the strong and the strong coffee, st- the strong coffee. What's cool about it is it gives you a zing, but you're not all weird and freaky and like jittery like I am now, like a freak, like regular coffee does. The strong coffee just makes you kind of alert, and and you're just like you're just chill though. And uh, and whatever's in it, it did. It, it, I got a headache, so so I, um, I don't know if it has to be good dudes, but but I need like real brewed coffee. I'm in that kind of I'm in that addiction dependency zone. 
That's why I don't text Seven. I'm afraid of rejection. I fully get it. Jeffrey, no, don't inflate his ego. What did Jeffrey say? Love the checkered collared shirt. Dude, I'm balling. I, I, I should have looked. This is a Filson vest wool. Pants on? Too fitty. Too fitty, probably. I have pants on. I have Lululemons on. Nice. I think these are I have nice Lululemon pants is a, on. Is that a $500 outfit? And yeah, The glasses are fucking three grand. These are like, these are legitimate silver uh, refurbished, like from, you know, from the yeah, day. Like the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> Fuck Jeffrey. From a, now from, you done. From a Spanish and, and this galleon. shirt, I can't remember what brand it is, but it's something from, it's something from, Gap. from, no, like the expensive, most expensive shirt I could find. Like it, it's some fucking bourgeois Soho fucking place I went into one time. I used to have a sugar daddy. Like you guys wouldn't believe. Like one day I'm gonna, one day I'm gonna tell you about the time I did it. I got, I did like an eight hour shopping spree at the Nordstrom's in Hawaii. Cause I got there and my luggage didn't arrive. And I was with my sugar daddy and he's like, Hey, let's just get go to Nordy's and just buy anything you want. I bought this Armani suit. I never wear I got everything, all new underwear, shirts, pants, shoes, and just nuts. Okay. Damn you, Jeffrey. A hundred burpees. Best trigger's coffee I had was in Armenian court. Of course. Of course. Best Armenian girl I've ever had was Turkish. Okay. Let's go. Come yep. on. There we go. Final story. Disney lockdown. More than 30,000 visitors. Thank God. Thank God. You, I have to go pee too. Should we just let Susan talk to this guy? I'll talk. You go pee and I'll talk to him first and then I'll go pee and you no, talk no, to you him. You go pee. I'll talk to him. All right. All right. Perfect. Hey, this guy's name is Huberty. What is like, it? Like pu- this guy's name is H- Huberty, but like where a P should Heber, be. Heber, that's pronounced Heber. Like you're going to go P. Uh, Brian, what's up? What's up with your last name, brother? Uh, you know, I've had it for 44 years, and uh, I was in the Army. I used to wear like a name tag, and people would say, uh, they would look at it and kind of smirk. Yes, yes. But you do, you learn to deal with that, so uh, it's fun. Um, but yeah. A lot of times I'll say it's like puberty with an H. And so if over the phone, somebody wants to know uh, um, how to spell my name. That's how I just present it. I, I like that. I, um, Brian, I was uh, watching the – so Canelo Alvarez is going to fight Caleb Plant next uh, Saturday, November 6th. And so there, I was watching okay. like this little documentary on the fight to the buildup of the fight. And Canelo has red hair. Do you know who he is? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so they're like, how did you get into fighting? He goes, I was a fucking redheaded Mexican. Basically. Yeah. He's like, that's it how I got into you fighting. Up, man. Like, you and gotta, I was like, shit, you gotta... Huberty must fight like a motherfucker. I was, uh, I was a fighting kid. I wrestled all growing up. You gotta be tough, man. <laughs> Does your dad tell you, hey, you're gonna be fighting a lot? My dad, my mom, the whole time. It's, uh, you gotta... It's like a, a boy named Sue, like the Johnny Cash song. Like you gotta, you gotta be tough with a name like Sue. Oh, or, his name's really Huberty. Yeah, yeah. Or Brian, it's like being um, born um, uh, w- onto a planet where there's already a word, a racist term, waiting for you that um, you're that you're born uh, that you're supposed to be offended by and to fight and kill anyone who calls you it. Can you imagine that? What is that word? I don't a, know. An imaginary you, word. Just imagine. Just use your imagination. Imagine gonna, you were I, born. I knew you are going to take this great moment of humor and just ruin it completely. Sorry. Okay. What's up, Brian? How are you? How are you? How are you? I'm good, man. I got to tell you, I'm OG. I've been around CrossFit since 06. I remember almost – oh, my car's backing up, so I'm I'm sorry. I'm just going to stop beeping. I hope you're but in. But I watched all 
Yeah, I am. I watched all your videos for like 10 years, right? Um, so I, and I love the podcast, listening to it. I remember uh, I don't like, like where this Hobart. is going. I don't know. I don't like where this is going. Why not? I like it a lot. Because I, like I think there's going to be a but. I think there's going to be a but. I'm an insecure. No, no. Fucking no, but. Here's what I want. Here's what I want. Here's an OG guy asking for you to go back to like the OG folks. Like I would love to hear from some, like you were talking about Eva T and maybe only like three people care about this, but I want like James Fitzgerald and some people that oh. have access to grind with CrossFit and shit. Give me OPT. Sousa, hold on, hold on. Sousa, come get your ass on here. Yeah. Hey, can we get OPT? Yeah. I'll reach out to yeah. Let's get him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Greg, Greg Amundsen. Uh, Brian, I swear Sousa's on thin ice. You want to produce the show? You want to produce the show? <laughs> I, and I tell you, I went to um, one of OPT's things 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. I went to a big dogs bash, mm-hmm. and it was a two-day event. And I thought, man, these guys are batshit crazy, and I got out of there. But um, it, I think he's probably a good guest. And there's – like Greg Amundsen, I went to one of his things years ago. Like he's a character. Like there's some interesting people that, especially now that the, you know, the the leadership has changed, and you know the world is a different place. Like I would love to hear what some of these, you know, some of these people have to say. Dig um, some of these dudes I don't know up from the Amundsen's amazing, and his body, man. I that guy lives by me. And so I see him. I, this is, I, I swear to God, this is a true story. I'll be driving down 41st street at least. I feel like once a month and I'll see a dude running in like shorts that are like a little too short. Like the kind I like, like soccer shorts, like way, way above and, the knee. Right. And, yeah. and, and, uh, and, 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 and a pair of tennis shoes and no shirt. And I'm like, who the fuck is that? And I, and then and I always Greg drive guy. by him real slow and I look out my window and it's fucking always Greg. And then I roll down my window and honk, Greg, you know, like I get all excited. <laughs> He's a beast. Oh yeah. And then That's you the got like Alex from NYC, some real, uh, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll have her and, Br- and Brendan on. I'm, I still, I'm still in contact with them. Yep. Allison. And, and I don't know, like and nobody else probably cares about this shit, but I love everyone cares the about day, Allison. Like, there's, there's everyone yeah. cares about Allison unless you're fucking yeah. brain dead. So that's that's uh, that's my one request. I guess the other is I also grew up as a Stern listener, so I'd like I know when you're doing the news, like you're doing like Howard and Jackie and stuff. Um, you gotta Jackie, make a whack Jackie pack. was a little before my time. Jackie was a little before Jackie my time, jo- but um, Jackie uh, the joke man. Yeah, I came. I started listening to Stern after that, but yeah, for sure, this whole entire news show <laughs> is stolen from Stern. Um, I tried to get a uh, lesbian, black, uh, Jewish uh, midget woman, to, like, but like I ended up with Hobart, and uh, <laughs> but um, Close. but I, I actually text Hobart today, Brian, and I was like, hey, I'm, I, I want to start, I want to do a game show. Well, like Howard did homeless Hollywood squares. That was uh, so you could do you could take some of these high level CrossFitters and then like ask them like. Uh, Hey, who is uh, the Secretary of Defense? And make him just sound like like Howard would, you know, ask strippers who the Vice President was, and they wouldn't know. Like they bet on hundred bucks if they know who the Vice President is. And of course, they don't know who the Vice President is. So. I would just have Laura. <laughs> Hor- I would just have Laura Horvat on and just <laughs> and, and, and just ask her to say like four or five syllable words in English, and then we have to guess right. what she's saying. Right. Or they would make oh. Beetlejuice spell you know cat, and he couldn't spell cat. You know that was. That's the stuff I grew up on, and I got now I'm a mean spirited person because of it. But that's uh, 
Allison has a whole new life loving it yeah you know what I think she's doing is it is it fans only she basically had or patreon she has some account where it's only private what is it do you know Sousa is it fans only patreon she has some account and basically you can subscribe to it and you get you get footage of her that no one else gets to see and it's not even it's not (laughs) nude it's not nude at all there's no nudity but I mean her but I mean, you see the stuff she does. She's in a bathing suit, like doing handstand presses and shit. And, and like, she's always like laying around, like breastfeeding a baby or something. And so she's, and I that think, was, so, that was salacious back in the day though. Like you would do a video of her and then people on the comments board would be like, what is this? What is happening across it? Yeah. 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 Hey, I, I'm so proud of myself today. Like I did a, I'm, I think I've like, I finally like settled down. I did a podcast with, uh, Emily Abbott and I find her like so freaking attractive and like as such a powerful woman. And yet I didn't I didn't see her as a woman at all today. I mean, I saw her as a woman, but like I was cool. Like I was just like, it's just. Oh, just, you played it cool? Yeah, it was, <laughs> I'm not even I played it cool. I didn't even get riled up once. Like I was um, an adult. Like, yeah. Like, uh, oh, Hobart, please. Can you choose a different word? I, I just I just have never really experienced that before. Like it, like ever since I turned like. I don't know, five or six. It's just weird with me and girls. I just right. get, like, I'm just get, just always get excited. And I was chill and, and fuck man, there's something to get excited about her, but it was cool. I've really matured or I'm getting old as fuck. And I'm losing my cheese drained out of me. <laughs> and that's, and I think that's what happened to Stern too, is that it's not <laughs> the same show. <laughs> ah, he's a pussy. I am not a pussy. He's a good interviewer, though, and I think he you're, uh, you're, he, he improved, and I think you're improving. So I'm, I'm enjoying the ride, and uh, I just wanted to call in and say, uh, get some, like, again, you'll get, like, 300 views versus, you know, Daniel Brandon getting a lot, but, um, you know, throw me a, go ahead. A, like, a, a Josh Everett or, a, you yes. know, some of the old school guys. That would be fun. I actually thought about it uh, when I was uh, watching the Rogue uh, Classic. I thought, okay, I should I should invite Josh Everett. I think there's a lot there to talk yeah. about. Just longevity of a lifestyle of like fitness and health. I, I think that, oh, for that's, sure. more, that's way more interesting than um, than you might think, even if the, the personality is not oh, it's super interesting that, relevant. I've been doing you know? it for 15 years. Yeah. You know, I, and I, it's interesting to me hearing about the guys that have been uh, – you know, been doing a long time. Like I haven't missed too many days of CrossFit in 15 years, been healthy and competed at a bunch of levels and it's still fun. So I'd love to hear from those guys. And you've probably ridden all the waves of it, right? Like you, you followed all the fads, the, 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 the strength, the strength bias, the unbroken, the OPT, the, what, you know, whatever, whatever. And I did, did all of it, saw them all. And, uh, but you know, and, but still kind of do it cause it's fun having an affiliate across at Oakdale because it's fun and we love doing it. And, uh, but yeah, you see it all. And so the history of it is still like, it's great. And it's like, unfortunately, like it'll be forgotten. Um, cause I don't know if you can find those videos and they're a little bit harder, but, um, those guys lived it. I do have one more question and I'll let it go. The old videos, I, I, my kids got into skating two years ago and then I started watching like zero skate videos and stuff. And, and it really like reminded me of the old cross videos of skateboard videos. Like did, was there a crossover between the two? Was there anybody there that was like, Hey, this is what skate videos are like. Let's, let's do that. Or was, was there, was it even that well thought out? So who is, who is shooting those early videos? Like the, 
the, the early work. Was it like Hollis was, and Tony Budding? Or? What like year? What year? Ripper, they have like Ripper rock music in them, and like uh, like the ones with like Brendan Gilliam and like. Uh, oh, those! I think those Zach are all Pine. Tony. Those are Tony. Rob Rob Miller's videos. Like yeah. he was a he had like really light blonde hair, and he would do yeah. like there was like cool music. Yep. 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 Zero dying to live. I don't know what that means. Is that a song? But yeah, that was all Tony. It was all Tony. Dying to live was badass, man. Just guys bombing down rails to like sweet music. (laughs) Yep. That's the only reason I started wearing board shorts was uh, I saw I saw CrossFit and I because it was all coming out of Cali and all those guys were wearing board shorts and shit. And so that's what I started wearing. Board and then shorts. taking your shoes off at the gym, board shorts and no shoes. I just wanted to look like Greg. <laughs> yeah, <it>. yeah. <laughs> and how about how about Brendan Gillian with his flat bill? He was so gangster. Yeah, and he was ripped. I've never it. seen a. I, I was I lived in New York City at the time, and I'd never seen a dude like that before with a flat brim and tattoos. I'm like, yep. what is this? Yep. Now but out here, it's, I live out in California, and it's that's the way it is. Like, that's cool, so funny. different. Uh, uh, I had Annie uh, uh, Sakamoto on the other day, and I'm going to tell you, it was. A, it, I started the podcast basically by saying to her, hey, like we've basically known each other for 15 years and we've never talked. And there were a bunch of people like that at CrossFit. Like we're just in the same circle, same town, right. same room, same everything. And we just never talk, talk, like just never had a real talk. And um, uh, it was crazy having her on the podcast. It was so fun. It was cool. And we and we and it's yeah, fun I mean, because we want to say some pretty heavy shit, but we kind of dance around it a little bit. But but we still kept it real. But like, yeah. But, but we did. But um, we I did stuff. regionals a couple times, and we we would camp next to her family, and like we would like sit next to them, and uh, like so our you know we would like hang out like in the old regional days when it was like before it got crazy crazy. You know, it was, it was fun. So like we the northern Ca- and, like the northern California one, like up in Napa. Yeah, one? yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think it was Napa that we were hanging out there, and then one year, a couple of years in Santa Clara, we did that, and like you, it was like that community of folks. So, you, so I got to meet those. Like I was watching it from New York City originally, and then came out there and got and got to meet a lot of the folks from those videos. But I don't think we ever met. Uh, um, Hobart, what, what did you say? Amundsen got you into CrossFit? Yeah, I think I told that story here. That was the. I was. I think somebody mentioned Pavel too on here, which was really interesting. But Pavel. Jim Jones, Mark Twain. Yeah, that's how I found my way to CrossFit. And, you know, at first wasn't a fan, but I saw a video of Greg Amundsen doing Heavy Fran. And I was like, yeah, I started, I was all 100,000% in. Is that dude Pavel still alive? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was on Rogan a couple years ago. He's a kettlebell. Pavel, Pavel Suleen. You could probably get him. Does (laughs) he? (laughs) <laughs> I want to talk about that. You fucking assholes. The shit you guys write to me. It's always like, it's always like, I can't believe you got Haley Adams. You should get Jordan Peterson. I'm like, who the fuck are these people writing this shit? Okay. Did you ever film with a VX 1000? Yes. Sony. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. I had a PD 150. I was I was not when the when the VX one thousand was big I I I couldn't afford a VX one thousand I had the one below it and then I I jumped over it to a PD, PDF one fifty PDF one fifty Hey Brian Mister Huberty Yeah uh, Thank you yeah, for yeah. Thank you for calling It makes it was going to be scary if we went two hours and seventeen minutes without a call It was going to be like one of those internet shows that uh, Oh was, I didn't know I was just get I was just getting on the end But um that yeah like I said if you need any whack packers I could do uh, I could do high pitch Eric That's a, one of my <laughs> maybe some Sal and Richard crank calls uh, <laughs> You can you really do high pitch Eric 
Who's high pitch? Yeah, of course. Come on. Wow. Wow. <laughs> how about how about the, that's gonna be how about yeah, the crazy no, guy no, no, that no. lived in his mom's basement that thought like Stern was part of the Illuminati? What happened to that guy? Was that Sasquatch or Bigfoot? There no, was, uh... no, it was like Mamet, <laughs> Mamet or something. I don't remember him. How about um? She had like she would screech like she was from Brooklyn. She was from my neighborhood. Yeah, in Brooklyn, yeah, yeah. Too. I can't stand her, Marianne. I like, any yeah. of the yelling ones I didn't like. I didn't like any of the yelling ones. Underdog lady. Yeah, you should oh, uh, think about making a, making a really weird group of people uh, <laughs> that could be your hangers on. Well, this show the, just keeps the show just keeps growing. The show just keeps yeah. growing. So uh, it, it, we're on a terror. So if, if who knows what will happen. All I need is Jordan Peterson. Well, I'll keep listening. He's, okay, he's good. coming in soon. Yeah, Jordan Peterson's coming in soon. All right, you guys have a good evening. Thanks, bye. Thank you, Brian, for giving us two those two pee breaks we got out of him. I needed it so bad. Uh, All right, final story. Here we go. <laughs> Is this real? I don't know. I found it was originally a Wall Street Journal article. Um, you got to be kidding me. It's better, like be, my, it's better be my mom. Uh, Ms. Uh... Mrs. Hobart, hi. Hey, Savannah, uh, it's Peter. Oh, nope. Sorry, James. Hey, Peter, what's up? You're not with James's mom, are you? No, I'm not, but uh, I want to say thanks to James for hooking me up with uh, Megan Burns. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, this is the Phoenix? Is is she's the Phoenix? Program. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had a call with her and I went great. Um. Anyways, I was just listening to the last guy calling and he reminded me, like, Eva T, she got me into CrossFit watching her do, like, uh, Nasty Girl videos and stuff like that back in the day. And uh, her and Annie and all those guys, all those videos. Do you know, like, how Eva's doing? Eva T's doing since her plane crash? Um, can you lower the your computer, your YouTube, or your poop tube? Or oh, whatever, sorry, is it coming through? Pornhub or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so basically, yeah, I, if you want, I had Annie on the show last week, Annie Sakamoto, or two weeks ago, last yeah. week. And basically, we talked about Eva T. And basically, you know, she got into a car accident. She basically cartwheeled her uh, plane, plane accident. crash. Plane yeah, crash. Yeah, she yeah, cartwheeled yeah. her plane on a runway just south of me, close to Dave's house, actually, I think, Dave Castro. Yeah. And uh, she, it sounds like the, 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 injury was super bad that basically no one thought she was basically going to come back from it, that she had some serious cranial damage that basically, and from what I heard, and I don't know if this is true or not, like a piece of her scalp was like in a freezer or a piece of her skull, or it was sewed into her stomach to keep it alive or some crazy shit like that. I, but, but yeah, it was, yeah. but it was bad. And, uh, and I, and it looked like from what I was seeing on Annie Sakamoto's Instagram, that she was staying close to Eva and communicating with her. And then when I had Annie on the show, she's like, holy shit. And I go, basically, this is me paraphrasing. I hope Annie doesn't hate me for saying this if it's wrong, but basically in a nine month period, it went from fucking Eva being fucking a vegetable to fucking being a human. Like all of a sudden being able to talk, communicate, articulate, and you ready for this work out. I think Annie said she got a 200 pound deadlift now. So, uh, yeah, I saw that she had gone skiing or whatever on, on Facebook. And, yeah. Nuts. But I, I haven't been able to like see it. Like there were some reports about it when it first happened, but I haven't heard anything about it. And, like I always 
really liked her and all the original, the OG people. I was just wondering like, if she was okay or not. That's, that's awesome to hear. Uh, my uh, Yeah, that's good. My wife just texted me something. I don't really understand what it means. I don't know if I should read okay. it out loud. Someone else, someone else will know what it means, and I won't. No, don't. Is that you? Waving me yeah, off, no, over. Don't read. Don't read my wife's text out loud if no. I don't know what it means. Okay. Okay. Hey, well, thanks for calling, Peter. I'm glad that you were able to deal with your drug. Hobart was able to get you off of cocaine. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Peter, good luck to you, man. Appreciate you calling in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks a lot, guys. Love the show. Peace. Hey, who is that guy who called before? Brian Huberty. Huberty. Yeah, that one. That one, Nike. I can't. I can't tell if I like him or not. I can't. I tell like him. Yeah, I, li- I mean, I like him, but I can't tell if I like the like. I don't like anyone calling and talking about sp- to Howard Stern because it just it 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 um because I'm just stealing so much from him. And you don't like him anymore. No, I don't. He's such a yeah, yeah. fear mongering. He's just full of hate. He's just he's just fear mongering. More than thirty thousand visitors to Shanghai Disneyland were forced to stay within the park on Sunday and required to take a COVID-19 test to gain their liberty from the magic kingdom after a single guest tested positive for COVID-19. Funny. Same thing happened to the Wait, entire did population. Wait, is this Canada? Is this, is this Canada? <laughs> no, Shanghai, China. Shanghai, Australia. <laughs> the draconian response is a vivid illustration of China's ongoing COVID-0 approach to the pandemic, a policy that has sparked growing unrest in the country, as the Wait, more- can I ask you a question? Yeah, lay it on me. So the theory between the theory from all of these fucking right wing Trump loving wingnuts is um is that they're doing this to get control over people. I always keep hearing that, like they're doing it to get control. They're doing it to get control, and like that it's some like thought out plan. Okay, I mean it's so hard for me to get my head wrapped around it, but I've just been like, okay, I hear you, I hear you. I'm just too stupid to see it. I'm too stupid to see it. I mean, I get like. I just think it's just people trying to make money and like people being scared of dying because there's so so many f- fucking overweight fuckers around. But but they say it's like some sort of plan to take control and this and that and this. Why would China need to do this? They, what the fuck do they care? They already got control. Why are they playing this game? Well, they have no. You like that, Susan? Huh? I flipped the script. <sighs> why? Why? That. I'm not trying to sleep with my wife. I already made three kids with her. I could sleep with her whenever I want. Why is China trying to – I'll just quit the podcast right now and go in there right now and just shut the bedroom door and get on my wife. What? Same thing with China. Bet you won't. Bet I will. China will go into the they'll, – they'll tell 20 million of their people to fucking stand on each other's shoulders and make a pyramid, and those people will do it. What? Why is China playing this finger fuck if they already got control over everybody? They don't need it. Maybe it's an actual threat. No, no. What do they care, uh, Christine, if if, if 20 million of them die? They got 20 million of them locked up in like in in some jail somewhere trying to convert them. I'm I'm it's weird. It's weird. China doesn't need to play this game. God, I haven't used that term finger fuck like since the third grade. That would felt good dipping into my shit. I'm feeling my own. We can go um, two hours. Can I finish a story? Okay, sorry, sorry. Okay, go, go. This might give you the answer to your question. China has vaccinated over 80% of its population, and the strict COVID zero approach has helped the country keep fatalities under 5,000 since the start of the pandemic, compared to nearly 750,000 fatalities in the U.S. Hold on. <laughs> Wait a second. Hold on. 
Wait a second. You're telling me this country that has over a fucking billion people. For those of you who don't understand that, I've been to a country with a billion people. You cannot even imagine the things that they can do. Like India is fascinating. And I've been to China. You're telling me they've only had 5,000 deaths. That's that's important. And we've had 750,000 with 350 million people. It's either... Well, something's not right. That story that something in there is not true. I'm just reporting. We have either not had 750,000 COVID deaths or they have not had 5,000, only 5,000. It is impossible. Or, or I'll give you, I'll give you C. What is going to happen is that um, they're going to have us like uh, what's going to happen in Australia and New Zealand sooner or later. They're not going to be able to, to keep the people locked down. And the shit's going to spread like wildfire. Okay, go on. Sorry, go on. Sorry. The strategy has left China increasingly isolated. However, as nearly, nearly all travel in and out of the country is suspended and face-to-face diplomacy on the part of Beijing's top leaders remains on hold, China is the only country in the world still attempting total eradication of the virus. And there are growing questions over how the nation will transition from the strategy of COVID-19 as COVID-19 becomes endemic nearly everywhere else in the world. Another lie. The only country trying total eradication? Local authorities have asked all guests who visited Shanghai Disneyland last weekend to isolate for two days and to submit to tests several more times over the next two weeks. Shanghai Disneyland said it would provide refunds and notify customers as soon as the park is fully operational again. Ah, ah, oh my God. They lost their mind. Something's not right. Something, something, story's just I, 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 I think it, it begs a little more research. I agree. I just. I love it's in a it's in it's in a rag that has the word Hollywood in it. <laughs> this was also in the Wall Street Journal. Anyway, oh, let's see. I got a text from the oh, um, man, this, this this slapping shit, this this people being slapped across the face is really just like taking off. Like I see like those competitions are just people like doing it as like uh, they just run up and uh, like mug them with it. Oh, wow. You've seen that version where they just run up and mug you with it? Well, I know that was a thing for a while. There was like just you would just run around and just like punch somebody. Oh, man. Uh, let me see if I can show you what I just – someone just sent me. Well, uh, be careful. What, what, careful why what you share. I don't know. Okay. Oh, yeah, this. This is the um, – yeah. Kaboom! These, com- these competitions are amazing. Look at his neck snap back and forth. Is that bad for you? No, it's probably pretty good. Oh my God. That guy slaps like a. Look at him turn his whole body into it. That's insane. No more. Oh, uh, that was a punch. And and what is that with that guy's arm? He says, he hit him with his form. That guy's dead. This guy's dead. Vasily. Oh my goodness, that was a karate chop to the neck. He missed. Oh my goodness. Okay, no. Okay, he just took that. (laughs) This is I love that phrase. He just took that. He just took it. All right. That's a good way to end. My mom still does listen to this show, Con. It just takes her a couple days. Ah, oh, this is heinous. I agree. I didn't. I don't know if I enjoyed that either. That's just because we're old. Christine, are you old? How old are you? 
That's the stuff I used to like when I was a kid. It's I also didn't. kids doing it to teachers and schools for TikTok views. What? Uh, hey, what if what if if your kid did something like that? They took the kid and they put him they, and they took the they, they went and got found the kid's parents. And then and then basically like you do something like electrocute the, the kid's parents genitalia right in front of the kid and be no, like, i think hey. you have to make the kid go slap the parents oh maybe okay all right yeah that's a little more that's a little more civilized and, and just in electrocuting their genitalia hmm. it's a good show word of the day heinous what do you think what do you think this was without uh i i, I seriously thought kate would jump on no nah, man, I th- I, th- I think she adds a lot. I think I'm excited to have her back. I'm excited to do the game show. I'm excited <laughs> to talk to you more about uh, equality and gender. Got some has some thoughts that we didn't get to cover at the beginning of the podcast, but we'll yeah, that'd be nice. Enjoy. I'm open to being fixed on it. I'm open to being like someone like someone telling me like, hey, you know, th- there's a third one. There's a there's people with penises and vaginas, and telling me that it's point zero 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 one percent of the population. Yeah, uh, I have a long list of unanswered questions. Sevon, going to have to send some money, or 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 switch to a different podcast. <laughs> Uh, you know who she reminds me of? Who's the lady who cook? Who like went to jail? Who cooks food and stuff? Martha like, Stewart. Yeah, yeah, it's Martha Stewart. That's how I learned how to cook. Serious? Yeah, her website was amazing. It had this series of like like eggs one hundred and one or whatever one. It had all these one hundred and one series, and it would like give you this essentially really solid foundational cooking knowledge. She's a beast, man. She, I'm pretty sure she basically I don't know like stole from her company. She's out free, just living the best life. Friends with Snoop Dogg. I like her because I like her because she she just she just owned it. And it was at the same time that like Tiger Woods cheated on his wife or something. And instead of just saying, yeah, I did that shit and I enjoyed it. Like he made that stupid Nike ad or he said like, yeah, just like I just liked her because she owned her shit. You know what I mean? She she didn't pull a Bill Clinton. My fiance is mad at you, Sevon, because she can't listen to any of her other pods anymore because she's addicted to yours. She wanted to listen to Brooks pod, but she can't get a day off from the Sevon. What's the Brooks pod? My wife can't get a day off either. Um, <laughs> oh, man. You're so lucky. Thank you. Good night, everyone.